this is The Extra Sheep, the unofficial Age of Empires 4 podcast, hosted by me, Socrates, along with Beal and Sir Nevels. And also in the Virtual Town Center studios today with us is Beyond AoE. Uh, how are we doing, guys? Hey, how's it going? Good. What's going on? Good, sir. We're really excited to have a guest here. It's been a while. We keep saying we're going to get guests on the show, and we keep really not being good at getting our guests on the show. I don't know if it's an us <laughs> problem or the guest problem, but we're really grateful to have Beyond in here with us today. Uh, we will be interviewing him a little bit, but I think before then, we'll dive into some AoE 4 news. And I think biggest among that is we've got the Season 5 patch, patch 7.1.113. Uh, I don't think this was too hefty. I, I know we were just mentioning right before we started that uh, the big takeaway everyone says is that keeps are dead. Um, I don't know about that per se. No. But... <laughs> That I don't seems know a bit drastic. That, that. Seems like, that seems like a Reddit post ready to be like, keeps are dead. Games have ruined the game. The devs have ruined the game. Uh, yeah, keeps still in. a problem for me. Keeps is still a big problem for me. I don't even really know exactly where that came from. All right. So we got the summer vacation is what they've got. They got some new portraits and new stuff. A new monument with a little elephant. It's cute. Um, <laughs> let's see. I mean, honestly, truly, it's really not much. Whenever you really go over here. it, yeah, really, I think the biggest thing is just the keeps. Like, you know, I don't want to. Well, there's just... a little bit. There's a little bit about queue dodging that they've updated the game servers back end to oh, better yeah. detect when a player purposefully disconnects from their match. To be honest, I've never actually known how to do this. I've never been able to disconnect from a match and dodge. I like don't know how to do it. I feel like an idiot because people do it all the time, and I just have never known how to dodge. Besides, just like alt, like F four, like F five, whatever it is, to like just close out everything. Like, I've never really known how to do it. But, you just uh, uh, you just start a skirmish match or start something else. You just oh, like you just leave okay, and start. Okay. Yeah, it's oh. yeah. I've uh yeah back. I don't dodge anymore, but I used to be a dodger back in the day. I'm very ashamed to admit it. Yeah, I've never but, had uh, to do that. So I've been a uh, I I've been a unable to be. I'm not a dodger, but that's not because I wouldn't have been necessarily. More so because I just literally didn't know how. I, honestly, the only reason I would really dodge though, I think, is if it was a map I really hated. Yeah, I feel like that though, but that probably be what I would dodge more often is maps more than people. But that's just me. Um, yeah, I agree. So they're making some changes to that uh, ranked cheating. They're mentioning their continued investigation of cheating on the ranked ladder, especially in team games. I haven't heard too much about that or too much stuff. Yeah, there was a exploit. I know it never happened to me, but I saw it posted on the Reddit. And uh, I think maybe in one of the discords that there was some sort of market exploit where you could send resources to your teammate without actually having those resources. And like at the end of the game, it would put you at like a negative 50,000 gold or whatever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How did they uh, figure this out? Dude, some, people, some people just haven't, just, they just want to win and that's it. And they'll do anything and everything. I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never understood how people can invest that much effort yeah. and time. Into, I say that as a guy who has a podcast about a game, how you can, you can possibly <laughs> put that much effort and time into something. But I've never understood putting that much effort and time into learning how to exploit the game like that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm confessing my sins. Uh, I cheated at Counter Strike before it was 1.6 when I was in middle school. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. I had map hacks. So what I do, I turn it on. Oh, <laughs> you're a map hacker? Oh, my God. I just avoid the guy so he couldn't kill me and I wouldn't try to kill him on servers <laughs> with like infinite time limit. <laughs> and so, like, you just get a lobby of people going, like, what is going on? This match is never going to end. Uh, but uh, then I got a charges. 
and <laughs> I got a vac van, and uh, that was it. I think I was like eleven at the time. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man. I also cheated. I'm not gonna lie. I'm also uh, <clears throat> I have also cheated. Uh, back on Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2, you could uh, I did uh, aimbots. I had it basically every single enemy had a red square around them. It was terrible. I don't agree. I don't feel good about it, but I did. I was probably also like 13. And yeah, I, uh, um, I've got a confession uh, to make. I used to oh. uh, playing split screen. I used to always check my brother's screen. Oh yeah, that's that's actually acceptable. That's about as bad as I got. Like, that's as bad I'm as I got. Acceptable. I'm that's acceptable. That's acceptable. misdemeanor at the worst. Kale, yeah, Grayson, if you're out there, I'm so sorry. I totally always cheated, but I know you did too. I know my brother was, was notorious for cheating in any such way he could. So, so uh, I mean, if it was days. a strategy game, then maybe it was cheating. But if it's like an FPS. The odds yeah. of you finding, like, the odds of you turning the corner and, like, finding him and he's going to see you because you're looking at his screen. So, I don't know if exactly. it's cheating that much in FPS. Unless we, we it's, were, like, we, back, it was back in the days of, uh, <laughs> there was some of that, uh, but really, uh, the one we did this the most on was uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, back the old 5 one. Oh, that's classic. Uh, we we, we do, uh, do the split screen for that all the time. And I'd be like, where are you hiding? I'd see where they're hiding and go chase them down and kill them. I was good at that game. I was, I was really good at that game. Yeah, All I feel right. like you say I agree. FPS, you're good. That's a misdemeanor yeah, yeah, at worst. I know. I, I'm I'm such a rule abiding citizen over here. Exactly. Gosh, I'd like I'd feel guilty like taking my kid to like a kids eat free under three years old. My kid turns three like a little bit, and I'm just like, like my wife wants to go to Disneyland uh, pretty soon here, and he turns three like in the middle of September, and we're like planning on going right around that time or right after. And she's like, well, you know, like no one would know. And I, I'm like, I can't do that. That'd be I mean, so dishonest, even though Disney probably doesn't need my extra 300 bucks. But, you know, you're being a coward. I'm such a, a, a lawful good kind of like character. Like, I'm, I'm like the paladin, like through and through. I just I just can't. <laughs> no, nah, it's good. That's actually that's good. That's good. Sweating, uh, standing in line like you're going to <laughs> I would. It would like I would get. I, that's the kind of thing that would give me anxiety, knowing I was going to have to like try and fib through that. Like I, I, oh, I can't do it. I got a quick question. When you went to movies, did you actually buy stuff at the movies. Okay, you, you know sm- what? You smuggle. You, you know smuggle? what? I do. I do smuggle stuff. I I oh, wear I car- cargo shorts. Put a box. You go to Walmart, okay? And at Walmart, they have ninety-eight. They used to have ninety-eight cent like boxes of candy and they had a big tub you just pick one they're all 98 cents i'd get the sweet tarts a box of sweet tarts i would buy i would buy it legally at walmart okay buy it there but for because they, they're charging like six bucks for a box of candy at the movie theater and that's garbage mm-hmm. i'm already buying popcorn a drink and i'm already gonna you know watch the movie uh so i would oh, get yeah. cargo shorts all day back when that was the jam in the side pocket even though it'd be i would be rattling as i walked into the theater <laughs> No one ever questioned me, though. So I, I would smuggle candy into a theater. And in fact, I still would because they charge exorbitant prices and it's wrong. Yeah, I've, yeah, it was uh, this was also back in my past, like when I was like 21, uh, but used to smuggle 40s into theater. Sneak those in. My dad was worse, though. My dad apparently he told me some stories. Well, we're getting really off topic here, but my dad yeah, apparently yeah, told me yeah. stories back in back growing up back in the eighties. You know, he apparently uh, in the early eighties as a teenager would uh, buy a ticket for one movie and then right as it got out would take a look and see what other movies are showing and then just kind of smuggle himself into another movie. So, oh, like just stay back there. Like as everyone shuffled in, he would just kind of walk into another movie. Like he just came in from the bathroom or something like that, and just go into another movie and get like a good double header to get a ticket. Oh, that's beautiful. There yeah. we go. 
That's uh, pretty good. Shame on my dad, but I guess, you know, stick it to the movie theaters, I guess. You know? Listen, listen, <laughs> man. All right, I got something here. Oh, yeah, since, we're on the, since we're discussing all, right. all of our, our sins and our family yeah. sins. No, so what I was going to say was keeps. Also, oh, yeah. keeps oh, yeah. cost increased from 800 to 900. Um, I don't think that's... I mean, I really like the nerf. I hate playing against static defenses. Um, I understand the purpose of them in the game. And I think you should be able to build keeps. Uh, I think this is a good change. I hate keep spam. Um, and something that limits keeps over the course of the game just because of how uh, rare like stone is without trading for it uh, is a welcome change. I, th- I think yeah. in terms of this one, the biggest thing is the boiling oil nerves. Yeah. Like, I think the keeps plus 100 is like... It is what it is. It will extend it a little bit longer, but the biggest thing is the boiling oil got like completely just it's just a meme at this point. Like they just completely reduced it. But the issue is is boiling oil was never the issue for the high level players because they would just send one person in first, trigger the boiling oil, mm-hmm. then go in after that. So like Oh, that's pretty I'm smart. really I'm not really sure what maybe right. the nerf was to like I don't know, like my, my, my league, like platinum and below that we just send them all in at once. But I don't know. I don't know what, like, it's, it's going to, the keeps are still going to be really annoying for a while. Yeah. 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 Well, the big thing about the change to 900 means that you can't go uh, both second TC and keep off of one small stone mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You okay. do need to branch out and get 50 stones somewhere else at this point if you're going to go two TC. Is stone now the most valuable resource as far as like rarity and scarcity? I, I feel like it's been that way. Hasn't always, it? Yeah. Been, yeah. Yeah. I feel like stone is always keep, been. They keep, they, I feel like they keep rarity. pivoting into making that more and more like you need more stone for everything. Like slowly stone has become more and more scarce. Now, I agree. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like keep spam. I do think the boiling oil is an odd change, though, uh, because my thought is like a keep should be a heavy investment, right? And then by successfully keep building a keep that guarantees that should, I think, guarantee at least for some time that that is a defendable spot that you can fall back on. But the boiling oil yeah. changes that really, I mean, are keeps even worth it if you don't get any kind of emplacements? Mm, I yeah. guess more economically, economically, yes. Like, I mean, maybe not against military defense, but if you build a keep on a resource, like, for example, maybe either offensively or defensively, if you build a keep and villages are on that resource and you just garrison them up i mean they, it'll do some damage i mean i guess maybe like military i guess offensively maybe not as much uh keeps her man maybe not be as important they were but i do believe that especially like you know say a hillendale for example i just still believe you kind of keep them around the map whether you have boiling oil or uh bombarding placements or anything uh yeah i believe um for sure it's still pretty relevant that's what you're asking. They're still going to be important for securing down. Yeah. 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 Uh, parts of the map. But, and also, you got to judge his levels of play. Like, I mean, like, you know, platinum, you know, our level gold, platinum, like diamond, like, like, you know, we, we play different than like these top tier players, you know, like yeah. uh, Beastie, he gave a big review on it and he was saying like, keeps are dead. He, well, he's probably going to see more people. He thinks it's going to be more like uh, people making like almost like stone complexes, like stone wall squares and put like, um, uh, I don't use it so much. What is it called? The they, stone the wall little, towers? Yeah, like, yeah, stone exactly. Towers. Like th- those you know, become more relevant in keeps now. 
that'd be kind of interesting to see. I, I don't I don't fully dislike that idea. I guess I one of the cool things that draw, drew me into this game originally back when I first saw one of my favorite streamers just kind of dabbling in it was that the stone walls you could put troops on top of. Oh, I thought yeah. that was such a cool mechanic I, that like was like, oh, like I remember Age of Empires two and three. I like the idea of being able to put things on like a walls. I like a defendable like that. that, that, that I like the idea of building cool keeps and cool defensive structures that that's kind of cool to me. Uh, and so that kind of enticed me to get the game. But I mean, mm -hmm. stone walls just are not used that way at all. Right. Like, I feel yeah. like some of the ways like the meta has shifted as people have kind of learned what they can do with things. I mean, stone walls I mean, look at like the, the siege uh, siege towers. Or joke. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a siege tower in a ranked game. Ever. Well, siege towers now, they're like, they're like not, uh, they're like not, I can't look like moral. Like, it's like something about like, you, if you use them, people get upset. Dude, because I, at first, I, 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 need first to, I, keep, I think I remember saying a couple like months ago that like, I wanted to try and see if I can use them in a late game situation just to confuse my, just to like get on there. Like, I'd be kind of funny. But I just, you oh, just yeah, never you use them. No one ever thinks of me. They're so unknown they're like right next to their abaldequin in like unused like units well, in siege well they're strong they're good they're just like not ethical that's what i'm looking for like <laughs> if you like because when the game first came out people would build stone walls and build a stone tower right you now like they would use it like they would secure resources they just make a stone wall in a lot of times in feudal age make a stone wall make a stone tower and put a spring on placement and it'd be so strong and it would just enclose you in your base with that so like now it's, like it's the same thing. Like if you put a stone wall in feudal and you put a stone tower on there, you're somebody's message you some very hurtful words in chat. Like it's going to be like, people are going to be upset. It's going to, it's like, it's almost like siege towers. It's, it's offensive to do that. Yeah. My so, first, I was going to say my first two V two game. And like when I first started a few months ago, a deli player completely walled in my base yeah. with wood walls and then completely walled me in with stone walls and then put towers everywhere. That's, that's frustrating. Was, I had a Chinese player rough. do that to me on Hill and Dale once. And I managed to actually, I think I did make a siege tower. I think that was the one time I've ever done this. And I think I did send men at arms over. I was playing this HRE against China on Hill and Dale classic matchup. I think on that map. Uh, and they, mm. they tried walling me in and I actually beat them back because like they uh, couldn't quite get there in time. I built some towers and was able to shoot down the villas before they could complete the walls. But yeah, getting walled in, Brutal. Oh, we'll add that to the list of things that make us tilted. That is going to be our topic oh, yeah, today. We will later. Get there. Uh, I'm going to dive through the rest of these. There are a couple other good patch notes I want to mention. Um, so the boy and loyal. I hope that they they uh, they remake it. I don't know. I, I don't think people are too happy with the boy and loyal change. I think there are better ways to kind of because I, I, it ruins the point. Like, what's the point? Like, obviously, mm -hmm. there's like a fine line between being overpowered, underpowered, and balanced, right? And I think this one went a little too far on the oil changes. I just don't, it's like, what's the, what role does the oil now fill? Right. Uh, but mm, they did yep. increase the bombard movement speed from 0.62 to 0.75. I like that. Um, imagine that with the increased movement speed, the greased axles. I love it. Bombards will be a bit better. And that's because they feel like rams are being overused in Imperial age, which they kind of are. They are preferable over bombards. I think overall. Um, I like this one too. Villagers no longer use bow weapons to attack boars. They now this always use a spear. And the developer this knows is, is that the change is aimed at making taking boars more accessible by reducing the micro requirement for fighting them. And I actually don't disagree with this. I think this is nice. I don't usually go for boars. I almost always lose a villager, even when I'm trying to babysit it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm okay with this change. This is, I think, fine. Make it more accessible for it's everyone. A great change. Because I think, I think the choice is already there. Are you going to go for a boar or not? That already is its own choice. In a mm -hmm. game that's all about macro decisions, I think that makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah, it's very popular among the community because a lot of times you can get like a villager and they pull out that bow and arrow to kill a boar. That's just a horrible way to start trying I to know. kill a boar. Yeah. <laughs> it's so frustrating. You be like, you know, because the boar just runs at you and it's just such a weak attack. And you probably, you like a lot of times you have to micro just surround a boar and then kind of aim attack them. So they all kind of attack at once. But it's so much better just to click, like just build up, you know, your uh you know encampment and then just click on it and then you kind of can look away because you know they're doing it the right way yeah. I mean, this is a great change yeah i think it'll make i think it definitely makes that more accessible because certain sims that use this you know that's a big part of the strategy of taking the map controls oh can yeah you go for that i mean that's a good amount i mean boars have like what what is it like four thousand food i want to say yeah, it's somewhere I, I, around I, I, there. I think it's two i think it's two is it two? Yeah, i think it's two. it's two yeah i think it's two but it's it's just the, the uh, return rate is just really good. Yeah, it, it'll, very fast you get return rate so on fast. food. Yeah. yeah, you get you get it get you up there quick. Um, other things. This is one I noticed actually. Selecting an active trader, I noticed that with the changes to trade, that uh, you couldn't see how much gold you were getting until you yeah. go over and look oh, at how much it goes. Uh, now, it's selecting an active trader displays the amount of gold that will be earned at its destination. I am very grateful for that. Obviously, they're not carrying the gold with them anymore because of the change. But now, at least when you make the trade, you don't have to wait five minutes to see how much am I actually making on this? You can just kind of tell, which I think that's a good change. Um, fix a couple bugs. Range seize units would fail to reposition when too close to an obstruction. Well, other things, some specific foods, fresh food stuffs got, uh, oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. Abacid. I love this. I've been playing a little <laughs> bit. I've been dabbling in some more Abyssid lately. I haven't quite gotten the build order down, but I did dabble a little bit. And this is every so time beautiful. I play Abbasid, I have a fun time. I may not be winning a ton, but I'm having fun with them. Uh, fresh food stuffs has been reduced from five, uh, 50 food and 125 gold to 50 food and now 75 gold. That's a huge reduction in Love gold it. cost. That's, I think, uh, 50, 50 gold less. Oh, yeah. Listen, oh, listen really quick, really quick. I'm going to get my, because you know me, I'm a, I'm a big Abbasid lover here. Listen, so this right here. If you like, it's so great with builder wise, because all you got to do once you start going to feudal age, the moment you hit 150 gold, you can pull your bills and start putting them on stone. You can start getting on stone now before you even hit feudal. Mm -hmm. So now like just it's crazy how just the smallest minute changes will like change up. Like it will literally like you possibly going up your second TC five minutes and 45 seconds. Now you're getting up five minutes and 15, even earlier if you really micro well. It's so beautiful. That build like, for so Abbas is going to get really good. That's going to be oh, I love tough it. to fight. I love it. I've been using it, and I have been uh, rather successful. <laughs> I had a really good uh, French. I was playing this last week, and I had a really good French into Abbasid game, where I was playing as a French mm. player, and I actually was able to do a really good feudal all-in against him, going with the... I think I went one TC feudal, eventually put up mm. a second TC, and I actually beat the Abbasid player. I, I was, like, dreading. I was, it was, like, on Dry Arabia, and I was like, okay, anyone but Abbasid, anyone but Abbasid... Maybe anyone but Abbasid, or maybe not Roos, got Abbasid. And I was like, oh, crap. Knew I was in for a rough one. I managed to actually hold my own, though. I was really pleased with my play style. It was, it was a rare French go. win. So there you go. Stone Devils. I know, I know you love a good right French there. game. Oh, man. God, I love a good French game. French is still beautiful. Um, and Abbasid. So the Great Wall Landmark has been damage is reduced from 15 to 13. The Great right. Wall Gatehouse. That's good. They nerfed that thing to the ground, please. Uh, their keeps got nerfed. Um, you know, actually on that, on that with the Great Wall Landmark, uh, I want to pose this question to you guys. With keeps being reduced in effectiveness, do you think that makes the keep landmarks more viable? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think just keep landmarks in general are just great because they don't, first of all, they don't require stone to repair. So that's dope. 
and just uh yeah i believe uh i think some things on the uh landmark keeps just naturally like just these these uh these nerves don't count towards them i can't remember exactly which specific ones but yeah i believe always yeah keep landmarks are still wonderful i mean me. it depends uh what the keep landmark like the yeah. other option is in that situation. yeah um like it's it's still probably gonna go also swabia if you're hre um yeah you're still uh i mean you're not always gonna go white towers the english you know um, actually i have a reddit post today that, that uh, talks tower. about that what's up i actually have a reddit post that's my that's like wondering that actually poses the question if white tower is worth it more than uh the king's oh. palace but go ahead go ahead keep going Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get to that then, because uh, I was just about to talk about King's Palace for White Tower, but we'll save that for the post. Okay. Yeah, it, it posed an interesting question. And that's why I'm thinking about that too, kind of wondering now with the changes that it keeps, some of those keep landmarks might be more viable. I mean, obviously, I think you're right about Palace, Palace of Swabi is still, especially if you're going for a classic fast castle build with HRE, Palace of Swabi is where you get the villagers. That's how you get that late game economy. I don't think of the other yeah. keep landmarks that are out there. I mean, yeah, Berkshire, Berkshire gets really val- looking valuable, right? Dude, that thing is just so Yeah, well, because the other thing is not that, not that amazing. And it's like, I think for some of the keeps, like the Ottoman keeps, stuff like that, like they need to add a few more things to them to make them viable. Like the English keeps are so good because they control such a vast majority of the map and they're a production unit. They can produce yeah. anything. So like... Mm, yeah. The English have always got like a get out of jail free card if something happens, like it and it extends your uh, network of castles. So like the English landmarks like keeps actually make it worth it be a landmark. Some of the other keep landmarks are more just fancy keeps, which I think are less ideal. Like if the English if the, if you took away the production from the English keeps, I feel like they'd be built a lot less. I oh agree. yeah, I agree. So. I love that about English keeps. Actually, that's one of my favorite things. I I, I have said for a while that uh, English should almost never go for a siege workshop, uh, especially if you're going for like a white tower. Or even if you don't go for white tower, English should almost never. I mean, with the keep changes now, I'd have to re- rework that. But I used to say like just build a keep because you need that uh, network of uh, castles, you need that uh, network of citadels, and then you, you can produce siege out of it. So I've always said, don't waste the wood on that. Just go for a keep and take some better map control mid game. But I mean, uh, eventually, like eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah eventually, spamming, yeah. eventually, <laughs> you will need more. Yeah, but like initially, yeah. though, initially, like if you need to get some siege on the field, like don't waste time. If you, you should already have it in your plan to go for. I mean, obviously, that's not oh, hard. Like fast forward, that's my that's been my my philosophy as an English player, though, has been I, I could do that or I could be smart and proactive and plan on my keep being that production building for it. But obviously, it depends on what you're going for each game. Um, other changes. I want to get through these kind of quick, but there's a, there's actually there's more to this than I would have thought. Um, a little bit. Dome of Faith for the Delhi Sultanate. Um, and so actually, I, I want to shout out uh, someone who sent me a message in Discord, a new Patreon member, I believe too. Uh, so shout Ooh. out to um, I believe it was uh, we'll say Miller C three thousand. I mentioned that uh, he's fairly new to the game. Um, there's still tons to learn. He's loving the podcast to help. One thing that he would help him more is noting. The attributes of items we're referencing on the podcast. So for like units or landmarks, noting what each does specifically before our discussion. So we'll keep that in mind. Obviously, not everyone here is super veterans. 
I don't consider myself a super veteran of this game particularly either, even though I might, maybe we are, I guess, at this point. Uh, but for those who are Four newer, we'll, we'll, we'll try and at least give a brief discuss, uh, discussion. So Dome of the Faith Landmark, uh, does someone want to give us a quick rundown of what that is, just real quick, and then we'll dive into the change? Well, I mean, I've had best way to describe it, just like pretty much like, just like, uh, I don't know, it's like, I know it's a landmark that gives you a giant discount on scholars. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I'm, try- I'm, I probably look up that actual description so I don't butcher it completely. It's a scholar printer. Yeah, a scholar printer. Yeah. <laughs> Delhi really yeah, requires scholars to imp- increase. You know, they can go for the early, uh, early. What is the sacred sites? They can go for the sacred yeah. sites in feudal age. They use them in. They pop their scholars into uh, house of wisdom to increase their, or, or into the mosques and house of wisdom to increase. Not house of wisdom. I keep saying that wrong. Into their mosques. To increase the speed of their uh, research production because they get free research from the blacksmiths and other upgraded places and popping them and popping scholars mm-hmm. into individual production buildings as well yeah uh, increases the speed of the production so very important yeah. scholars are the way to go for delhi so this is just doma faith is yeah. basically a scholar printer um it's a it's a feudal age moss that produces scholars at a 50 gold discount yeah that's the exact description yeah. of it in fact, it was. Dope. It gives a discount of fifty gold instead of sixty-five gold. That has been changed so, yeah, a little bit. That is one of the nerfs here, and it no longer has a fifteen. It no longer has a fifty percent production speed penalty. So it's going to print them a little faster again, but they're going to be less of a discount. So basically, you're paying yep. for a little bit more speed. The, but um, I mean, that's fine. It saves you from uh, building uh, scholars out of your mosques while you're trying to research texts in that yeah. mosque. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a big, big part of why you get Dome of the Faith. Um, yeah, it's interesting because the production speed penalty is gone, but that means to like have constant scholar production from the Dome of the Faith, you now need more gold per minute um, because yeah. of the increased cost, but also because they come out faster. Uh, yeah. So... It used to be two on gold, right? You used to always have to have two on gold to produce constantly. Is that what does that increase to now then? I believe that's the case. Uh, I don't really play Delhi. I tried to play Delhi a little bit a couple of weeks ago. It's a hard to clear with them. Uh, yeah, I think but, I think as a whole, you just need more on gold, a little bit more now, because also the uh, the sacred site. A lot of people like they use the sacred site. They'll get sanctity and they will use that you do two and gold plus the sacred sites with sanctity so that will kind of compensate for your goal but now sanctity's nerf and now scholars cost a little bit more mm-hmm. so probably probably about like four yeah. i was i would just that, that, that's kind of my thought my, pull, yeah like four or five on gold now maybe just to get counter scholar production and i do want to yeah, make a note for you're going for if that's yeah. what you're going for, yeah if that's what you're going for exactly yeah I do want to make a note for any Delhi players listening who are diehard Delhi fans. You need to do the, your own math here. Obviously, none of us are Delhi experts, uh, but we're guessing you'll need at least a couple more on gold. Um, and that's good for anyone who plays against a Delhi player, knowing that if they have more on gold, that could still be they, they're going to need more on their gold to produce a scholar. Yeah. So that, that becomes now a spot where you can attack more. I know usually yeah, Delhi, sure. my goal has been to starve them on the berries more and kind of contain them on mm. the food. But yeah. now they're going to be hurting on gold a lot more as well. So that opens up some more more counterplay. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, this might just be like a small sample size, but I have not seen the Tower of Victory being built uh, ever since this patch change. Oh, Every wow. player I've played against has gone Dome of the Faith. Interesting. I feel like I've seen a big mix, but I haven't played against him recently in a while. So that could be why. Mm. Yeah, it used to be kind of 50-50. Um, 
but I haven't seen TOV. I feel like Dolly's had a lot of meta changes over the last couple months. I think they've kind of had some, they've been in an interesting spot. Yeah, he's kind of the lost child. It's like they're still trying to get it figured out a little bit. Interesting is a good word for, yeah, for not the best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think, think Beal, I think you said it the best, uh, like last, last episode, or I, th- I think last episode, or maybe it was just between us, but saying that it's like a lot more micro intensive and a lot more effort to put in for marginal gains. Yeah. And, uh, Askeladd said that to me, uh, the day I was trying to learn Delhi and went like, oh, and six. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> true though. You know, it's kind of true. And then they've been one of the least played civs since the beginning of this game. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Sad. They're actually a fun civilization. They're they're it's, unique and fun looking civ. They yeah. just I, I think that is the heavy thing, right? They're a very difficult civ to play, and you don't get yeah. that much of a power spike out of them compared to other civs. I mean, obviously English gets a bad rap for being too easy to play and being really powerful, but I don't think I think it's a fine line, right? Of like it should be easy to pick up and play. There should be a mm-hmm. style to it, but it shouldn't be so hard that only certain players can do it. Like it should be if you put yeah. in some time and effort, you should be able to do it and do it well, you know. English is yeah, really accessible, but so is HRE and so are some other civs, I think. Yeah. That's the issue, right? Like to get more players in the game that people, everyone wants more players in the game for the game to last longer. You need to have easier civs like French and English to welcome them into the game because they don't have to think about food. They don't have to think about a lot of things that they would have to think about other civs. But in the Delhi situation, you also have a hard civ that isn't panning out, kind of like China. China is hard. But it pans out really, really well if you play yeah. them super well. Mm-hmm. Roos is hard, and obviously Roos is just—I mean—they're insane. Roos is a juggernaut, yeah, not yeah. number one. So, like, it's like if you're gonna make it hard, you have to make it pan out. And English, yeah. when they're powerful, they get a really bad rep. But then in the lower leagues, obviously, they make up the difference in how easy it is and safe they are, right? Like, because the English TC is like a machine gun. Yep. You have oh, yeah. safe food for days. You don't have to worry about food at all. You can just build what 37 wood um farms around your base so it's a balance that i don't envy the dev the devs for having to do um but you have to keep some entry level into the game but unfortunately for delhi they haven't gotten the love to to make them boom after you you learn them well i think most people (laughs) would agree that english kind of fall off in mid to late castle you know and they get they get a resurgence in feudal age or not feudal imperial age again but most uh, high-end players would say that English isn't a great sieve but in our where we're at kind of in that where I'm at like you know that high gold low plat area English is viable I mean maybe not the best but it's definitely viable and it's fun and it definitely oh, is yeah. easy when you can kind of fall back I, I like going back to English I, I've been really if I had to say what I was right now I'm an HRE main right now I'm HRE main who plays some French and English on the side uh, mostly when I want to have something else to fall back on English is like my my fallback sieve when I really want to mix it up and just kind of go back to the roots but, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't I feel describe like, English as easy. I would say they're more safe. Safe. Yeah. Fund- you know I mean? like they're not. Yeah. They're like they're easy in some ways, but also their units aren't that good in comparison to some other units. Like if you have men at arms and you meet up with HRE's men at arms, you're about to get absolutely massacred. Yep. Past Castle. <laughs> so like it's like they're they make you feel safe because you can always stay in games for a lot longer. Like an English game is going to go even if you're even if you die at 12 minutes in a huge battle and English can hold on uh-huh. for 25 minutes, but like a deli they're done at minute 13 because the base is going to be raided. Their TC can't fight back. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
Well, I like English because it's got it's got it's got some versatility. It's got multiple ways to play, too. So you, it really is a good sieve to learn when you're starting out because you can do a feudal all in. You can do a 2TC castle. You can do a couple of there are a couple of things that they can do. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah English is pretty much like a, a easy to learn, but like hard to master. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Pretty much. Well, and it doesn't have like I mean, it's you get a pretty good power spike out of it, but it's not so great that I feel like it's broken. Anyone who complains about English at this point, everyone should be really good at playing against English because you just you see it all the time. It should be. Yeah, it should be. I, I love when I go against English because I just I know what I'm getting. I don't know. That, that's, that's just me. Uh, Malians. Uh, here you go. Sir Neville's agree at bar a landmark. <laughs> Gosh, uh, this poor, this poor Malians man in their late game. Uh, if, the problem with Malians, man, if, if they get to the late game, they've already lost, I feel like. But <clears throat> I don't know how often this this is gonna be one of the most unused landmarks ever. Griabara landmark, no, Siege Festival, listen, no longer uh, No, no, Griabara is an S tier landmark, sir. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Shout out to the Griabara, baby. For those who don't know, S-tier. because they've never seen this, and I've, I've only ever seen this like one time when I used it in a team game. Griabara, you have a little fest. It's an Imperial Age landmarks. Uh, usually, you don't use it because the other landmark is like a really good keep. Uh, this Here's one lets bigger. you. This one lets you do like little festivals you pay money for. It's a pay to win festival game it's it's so dumb yeah, you're using up your resources for marginal effects the siege festival game, no longer affects service landmark. games of service landmark you know what i'm saying pay to win yeah. or the microtransaction landmark um, they also here. they've buffed uh musafati warriors health from 85 105 uh 130 to 90 110 and then 135 so it looks like just the first uh, uh, feudal and castle age they've got a slight buff to their health yeah. pretty cool i guess I'm not yeah, I'm not either. I haven't. I, I got beat by a Malians player the other day. I got I got beat by them earlier today, and it was a little they're, bit upsetting. Yeah, they're hard to. They're just so different. It's hard to really counter them, right? Um, Sapahi yeah. train speed for Ottomans has increased from 24 to 28 seconds. How how you doing there, Beal? How you doing? That's that's a long increase. Haven't won a single game. That's <laughs> 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 auto man. I am. My record with Ottomans is zero and whatever. That's okay. I don't know. You're an auto. You're an auto main. Yeah, I just started picking them up. I've been learning them on stream. It's my second day, and it was the day after the Sapahi nerf. So I was like, "What's going on?" (laughs) (laughs) The dominant Ottomans after a season, after like two seasons of dominance, they are now reeling from this. This you wouldn't think that this kind of change would be that significant, but it really. I mean, that that they live and die by the production, right? And so to slow that down. By a full like, what is this? Four seconds per Sapahi. I mean, that's yeah. That, does that affect the military schools as well? Oh, it sure does. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't still have the third best win rate though uh, by all the seasons. This uh, all the civilizations this season. So they're not no, doing I just need that. to relearn my game sense and time. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm I'm taking engagements at just the wrong time. Mm. I'm used to used to when I can have certain amounts of units on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, Anatolian Sorry. Hills technology, the mining speed bonus has increased from 10 to 15%. How enthused are you, Will? Uh, I mean, I do use Anatolian Hills yeah? every now and then, uh, especially against the Civ. I'm going to play against Ottomans, but play a little bit more defensive and feudal. Uh, Anatolians will be the Vizier point I'll take. Um, it's uh, can you describe for those like, who don't know what that is? Oh, yeah. Um, so every time you produce a unit, you fill a little meter for the Ottomans. Um, and once like you fill it up all the way, you get a point, uh, like a skill point that you can assign to this really small 
tech tree, this vizier tech tree. Um, and uh, I really enjoy the fact that all of the tier one points are useful in different scenarios. Um, but Anatolian Hills gives you eight more sheep right at your town center and gives you a mining speed bonus. So if you're playing defensive and maybe trying to fast castle or use the mining speed, play defensive and then get like another sort of defensive two TC thing going. Um, Anatolian Hills is great for that. And this just uh, adds to it. Yeah. So yeah. small, small little buff to small Ottomans. Though, I think the Sapahi train speed is just that's a big nerf. They live and yeah, die by okay. Sapahi, which if you don't know what Sapahi are, I don't want to like dumb this down too much, but they're basically like a mix between like horsemen and knights, aren't they? They're like uh, beefy, no. beefy horsemen. They're beefy horsemen with ranged attack. With range attack. Okay. Like yeah. they don't shoot something. The, the range their on their spears melee are very, very bigger. long. Yeah, yeah. Their lances are very, very long. It's a long <laughs> melee attack. <laughs> um, here's some. Oh, gosh. I'm really happy about this change. I, I haven't really experienced this too much because I think before the patch I was dying, but. Uh, the levy militia lifetime has been reduced from 80 to 65. So obviously the Kremlin, you know, produces the little gremlins that they can pop out for super cheap and they last, they used to last 80 seconds. Now those gremlins only last 65 seconds. Uh, that's huge. I do enjoy that. That's I do huge. enjoy that. Honestly, part of me wonders if this should scale based off of the size of the map. Mm. Like, I don't know, like a two player. It's a longer run across the map. They should uh -huh. scale. Yeah, like if you have more speed. ground to cover, maybe they could last a little bit longer. I don't know how that. The would only issue with though. that is then it would then it would be easy to defend in those maps as Roos. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because then your little minions would just be living forever, and they couldn't <laughs> fall in on you at all. <laughs> that's true. That's 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 tough. That's tough because I feel like on multiplayer games, the Kremlin becomes much less viable because you can't just like bum rush them with you know your your little gremlins across the map in time. But by the time they get there, they got like maybe one hit and they're dead. Yeah, but that's, I mean, the point, this sort of gets rid of cheese, but the point of the Kremlin and why it's so strong is it's defensive and you basically, for not a lot of resources put into it, uh, have full defense, like you can go 2TC basically naked with just oh, uh, yeah. Kremlins mm -hmm. if you need it, <laughs> which yeah. is why Roos is so frustrating. They're so strong right now. You can't do anything about that 2TC usually. Yeah, I, Actually, I like that's one of my change. things that tilt, that's one of the things that tilted me recently. Um, was I Ooh. just felt like I was playing as I think I was playing French. It was on like Marshlands or something like that, and I was I was on a big French kick, just kind of trying to you know breaking back into French a little bit. They've been kind of fun to play as oh, when I'm what? not feeling when I'm not playing as HRE, and I like I got kind of tilted. I was like, "What do you do?" Because in the old days, you know, it was kind of a little bit more French had a slight upper hand on Roos. Uh, they could usually get that two second TC up fairly quick if they went Golden Gate. Uh, but you could kind of your your knights are better than their, their knights. But with the gremlins and the forward Kremlin, I like I, I he had a second TC up before I could even get mine up. And I was going for a quick two TC wanting to play the long feudal as well. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. that was my mistake was not going just straight one TC feudal. But that's such a small window. And I knew he had gremlins. I knew that wouldn't work well. Uh, I just don't know how you beat Roos's French right now. I just don't. I, I was completely outdone in every way and i was playing okay i think i think i was actually doing a good job of managing my eco good trying to manage my my units pretty well but i just got out outdone in every way those gremlins gave him such an edge yeah i just feel like uh the biggest thing that roost got going for it i mean it's just really hard to put early game pressure on the roost now 
like just so like without I think franchise you if you really struggle with early game pressure you're just behind like it's like you don't really manage to really put a dent in their economy at all and now they're still just scaling you're just making up all these units and they're pretty much, you're pretty much doing nothing like they're you're just getting behind so like I mean I like this uh, Levi militia uh, lifetime reduction because it makes the roost like a little bit more like the militia is more defensive now because they a lot of guys when the game especially when the criminal first came out a lot of guys are losing using the uh, militia as like very offensively like they were right they're rushing your base with yeah. their criminals and they were living so long and if they micro them well you can do some damage before like you at least idle the enemy tc for like what 40 food like you pretty much spend nothing and like the idle enemy economy so i like how they reduce it. even 15 seconds make a difference so yeah like you said by the time you get across the map they're at about like 65 percent of their health <laughs> they're a little terminal ill they're terminally ill boys you know what i'm yeah. saying it'll so, be interesting to see how that affects the gameplay moving forward a little bit too because yeah that that might make Golden Gate slightly more viable again. I don't know. I think make it great again, baby. Make, make it great again. <laughs> <laughs> but I am thinking now that you brought brought it up, like what does French do? Um, what if you just didn't build a knight? What if you went Chamber of Commerce into uh, uh naked two TC yourself and then went trade boom while Roos is setting up their mm. uh their two TC. So would you go for like a lot more spears then? Because those early knights are still a problem. I mean, if they're going, if we're both going two TC as fast as possible, because um, that was the thing is he went two TC and he was throwing table. in early knights. He was throwing early knights on me as well. I was so confused how he did both. That that's the issue with Roos, right? Like they can do yeah. right. Both. So they would have they would have the knights to counter your trade. So unless you were on a map like yeah. Hillendale, it'd be tough to wall off. So yeah, that's I don't know. true. Yeah, I was wondering, what, like, if you get the eco, like, some sort of bonus beyond. Yeah. Like, because that's what infuriated me. See, I saw him going quick to see, and I was like, oh, I'll do the same thing. Like, I know I can't push him in. I won't do too heavy a night. So he started sending early, he sent gremlins and early nights right at me, right as I was building my second TC. And I was only like 30 seconds behind him. And I was like, what on earth? Like, I just couldn't believe yeah. that he popped that down and still could feel the military that was that viable. Rush. It was it was so rough because those gremlins are so cheap and he, he used those to rush and then just had a couple early nights behind him as well. Uh, it was that was a brutal, brutal uh, uh, advance on his part. I just I didn't know what to do about it. Rose is just difficult in general. Mm-hmm. We've got to figure out in general. Yeah, they are the big bad dogs right now. Never back that's, on time. that's about it for the patch notes. There's a couple other things, but I don't think they're worth really bringing up here. Yeah. Um, I do want to, however, uh, get to a quick little interview with Beyond. He's been chiming in already, giving us some great insights. Um, we'll just kind of go through. We've got a couple of questions we kind of have for him, and uh, we'll start with there. Uh, so basically, well, uh, Beyond, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Maybe give yourself all the plugs. Uh, tell us where where we can find you, where we can find your content, and then maybe give us a quick history of like what kind of games you've been into and uh, and what got you into video games and what's your favorite genre, maybe what got you into RTS. Yeah, happy to. So uh, I'm beyond um, right now. I'm beyond AOE, but who knows um, where that will change? I'll probably be beyond RTS. Um, so I cast a lot of AOE games on my YouTube channel, um, Beyond AOE, and I also been streaming a bunch of Casa games. So I, I would cast like the Silver League, um, cast the War Chief Clubs when I when I can, um, and then on top of that, I also just stream my journey. I just pick a sieve. I'm in that like platinum kind of ELO. So I just kind of 
mess around, hang out, just kind of chill out in the stream. So if you're interested in any of that kind of content, um, my YouTube is my main focus to the current moment. Um, I upload three times a week, um, sometimes four, put shorts and stuff like that. So any kind of content like that, you can come to me. I don't have it for in terms of casting. I am an analytical in the sense that I've been doing it for five months. So I do know a lot of the Civ stuff. Um, but I'm not so much the point where you're going to get lost and I'm going to be talking about exacts. Like if I see one villager get pulled from wood instead of gold and tell you exactly what's going to be going down from there. Um, I'm no pro, so I don't try to be and then kind of let them defer to the pros, which most of the people that I've gotten feedback from from the actual pros actually like that a lot more. So I'm trying to, to make that balance. Um, but yeah, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, it's all the same beyond AOE. So Come check me out if uh, if you're interested in that kind of stuff. And then on top of that, for history of gaming, um, I've been gaming since ever since I can remember. Uh, I started off in FPSs, then oh, I moved yeah. to FIFA and Madden, and then mm -hmm. I moved to computer games because I couldn't, I didn't have a computer like the, a good enough one to game growing up. Um, so I only had my Xbox, and that's where all my friends were playing. So I played that. And then I made the transition to Overwatch, which then transitioned me into computer games. And then I started doing like Total War, StarCraft, um, stuff like that. And then I was playing, I think I was playing StarCraft. My friend saw AOE go on sale and I've been playing a bunch of TFT as well. So I was just kind of in that strategy mindset. And then I was like, why don't I just make a YouTube channel about this? Because I love casting because I love like the NFL and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I've always wanted to do casting and stuff. Um, but it's not as easy to get into the NFL commentating. You can't yeah. just walk in the door and make your own channel because <laughs> it's all behind legal rights and everything yep, like that. Yep. So I thought I'd give it a try for AOE. That's yeah, hilarious. Uh, I'm just imagining someone going down to the local pickup game. And <laughs> 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 sitting on the bleachers. Fun, fun story, fun story. I play basketball every Saturday night um, with some guys in town and uh, we'll do like four on fours because the court we're on is a bit small. We'll do full court like four on fours and sometimes there'll be a guy or two out and I'll on the sidelines because I'm used to casting just, you know, AOE and stuff. And I'll, I'll start casting the game mid midway. Be like, oh, there goes like there goes James. He's got the ball driving up in the key. He's got it. I'll, I'll just everyone cracks up every time because he's just so fun. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Obviously, I would tune into it live. Yeah, it'd be fun. Actually, I, that's I, I might have to have a game to sell you there. I'm a big super mega baseball guy myself, uh, and I, I run my franchise like it's a little league that I cast. It's pretty fun. Uh, what what NFL go. team? What, what's your what's your team? Uh, Patriots. Oh, oh, okay. All right. What are, <laughs> I mean, what are your teams? I'm from no, no, no. Your viewers, your boy. Yeah, <laughs> Here's your boy. I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm from I'm from the Pacific Northwest. My dad's from the Pacific Northwest. I, I'm a Seattle guy, hometown all day. So all right. uh, I'm not gonna lie, I really can't talk about NFL. My team is just listen. Uh, <clears throat> so I am a <clears throat> uh, Detroit Lions. I'm a big fan. Oh, <laughs> listen, okay. right, listen, hey, much respect, listen, much listen. respect. All right, listen, we're gonna come up here, boys. Okay, we have a little bit of injuries and a little bit of suspensions and stuff going on, but don't worry, we're coming. We're coming you know, say what you will about the Lions, man. The games I've seen yeah. in the Seattle when, when like last year they played the Lions. All yeah, we need games. you guys they, to lose. Are, we need you guys to lose. We need you. We, we I know you guys. We, you guys, you guys helped happy. us. You guys helped us out a couple times last year. I've yeah, got nothing but mad respect for Detroit, though. They, their games games are fun, but anyways, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm born in New England, so I'm not gonna. I, okay. Like, there's no way. And also, I just had like the best 
growing up period ever for a New England fan. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter yeah. what happens after this. I'm good. Like, it, yeah, I just I, I feel like again. growing up on the West Coast, you see all these Patriot fans and you know that they're Patriot fans because they're just good. And it's just like it's like, dude, it's like yeah. hometown, man, hometown. Oh, yeah, man. No matter no, where you're from, go, the you're North, from, from, from New England, respect. I can respect it. If it's your hometown, it's your yeah. hometown team. You know, you got you don't need to apologize for that. <laughs> they were, fans, they sucked for like two years and then, you know, Tom Brady came and then it was all good. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady's the key to the city. He's the key to the city. Tom Brady's the man. Anyways, back to AOE. I know our European, <laughs> I know all of our European fans are like, oh my gosh, Stockerton, like, stop talking about the you know, stupid American sports already. That's my really bad uh, German English accent. Uh, well, so uh, can you tell us a little bit? Have you worked with EGC TV at all and some of the elite classics or what kind of casting yeah. was that you did? So I've, uh, I was in the B stream for the elite classic. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I did it with co-cats with Tim and then Merlin, okay. um, which was a blast. Um, I'll probably do more EGC events in the future. Um, just kind of waiting for them to kind of get back online and kind of move things along. Um, I cast for rising empire. Sometimes, um, I like casting with like, how that and like cow and stuff like that so it it depends I, i've been mainly focusing on my youtube and my twitch um and obviously with a full-time job and everything it's kind of hard to do yep. everything oh, yeah. i would love oh, yeah. to do it all but i can't Same. so i had to i had to make a hard decision of like i had to step back from rising empires for a little bit just because i was like i'm trying my best but i can't i can't commit to like an hour like eight hour long stream on a sunday exactly. and trying to make videos for the week is just yeah. too much and but like work EGC, in the morning yep yep exactly egc yeah. i'm definitely open to it's the biggest tournament so it was a lot of fun doing that so i'm looking forward to doing more of them nice nice i definitely feel that about that i mean this podcast like i've been i've been kind of away from rising empires for a little bit i actually just posted back in there i'm sure beal and neville saw this that i was like i'm trying i want to get back into it again but it's so hard when you got full-time job podcast i mean i want to stream as oh, well yeah. like it's it's there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it it is listen boys i gotta we gonna make a pact right now let's all just quit our jobs let's, let's just go full time there we go let's yeah. all just quit let's, let's, let's go full time stop being cowards let's all get it we, let's go full time i only all need it. like a hundred thousand more subscribers and that's, i can oh yeah do that yeah you got, you I, got was, it. I, I did the you math on what it would take to have like how many subscribers on twitch i would need and it's like i was like i need at least at least be making like 50k at least like that's that's already oh, yeah. that's already a huge pay cut from what I make right now. Like, I, got, I got a family of four, right? I got my me, my wife, two young kids, two very little kids. And I was like, I need to have enough money to like support a family with this. And it was gonna be like like two thousand you uh like two thousand plus uh, uh Twitch subs. subscribers subs, yeah. yeah. And I was like, man, that's a lot. Like that's a little hot. Close your eyes and just take a plunge, just jump, sleep mm-hmm. of faith. Mm-hmm. I'll do it with you. If you do it, I'll do it with you. I'll quit see, tomorrow. I'll see, quit now, right now. I was, if I was like a top like 20 player in this game, maybe there'd be an option for that. I'd be good enough. I can maybe draw in some peeps like that because I'd be in those tournaments and whatnot, but I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, yeah. It's, it's, I'd I'm probably, if I played that often, I probably would get up to like mid diamond. If I if I really dedicated myself, I bet I could get up there. Oh, yeah. But, I, I believe in you. I believe everybody uh, here. Yeah, to make as a content creator, you got to... You have to diversify your income. So you got to be Twitch, YouTube, like um, kind of like external like partnerships. Then you got to do like you got to do like everything because like AdSense and Twitch and stuff like that don't pay 
nearly enough. So you have to get to a level where people are willing to like just pay you just to put their stuff on your videos, and then you can then you can maybe start to yeah. do that full time. Oh yeah, it's, it's I'd a, love it's to I'd rough. love to like not have to work and do this all the time, but it's it's still a job either way too. Like it's not just hopping yeah. on stream and having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. That is true. I looked it up actually. Fun fact, uh, Beal. I remember looking up like Beal. I was at work, kind of bored, wanting to watch a stream. I looked up Beal's Twitch and he was in, I, I found a cool stat that said he was like in the top 5% of Twitch streamers. So oh, yeah, Beal's our local celebrity. Beal's our local celebrity. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, what am I at? And I was at like top six. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was, I was, got more than I do. Uh, since we, I think we're both now like top four. We both, we both have moved up a little bit, but uh, just fun fact. Like it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. And we're not even like making really any money, any real money off that at all, but yeah i'm curious on the metrics of that although i guess it makes sense because there are so many people um like aoe4 was my introduction to twitch because i never really used it uh before seeing rising empires like oh they could cast my game that's cool i'm gonna watch this and started watching other uh people on twitch but yeah it does seem like there's a lot of one or two viewers viewer Mm -hmm. streams like Right here, this guy, right here, bottom of (laughs) this guy, you're talking to and like popular games, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I got like one or two, I have just one or two views. Like, if I get a surge and it drops, that's okay. And a good stream for me is like anything in double digits is a good day. I'm hitting like eight to 15, I'm happy. That's good. (laughs) Normally, normally, like, yeah, if I start playing like baseball, I'd be like two, three, like, no one likes my baseball as much, but. I try, I try to tune in. I try to tune in. Always, always a lot of fun. But baseball's fun too. Always fun. Oh, it's all great. Well, beyond, we're really grateful for your time to hopping on here. Uh, thanks for the little quick interview and getting to know you. We we're really, really glad just to have a guest on the show. Like it's, it's been fun. Mm-hmm. I, it's we like. I think the best thing about this game is the community around it and the number of different content creators and people who really want to make it a fun place. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the this community's been so so nice. So welcoming. It's made it easy to get into. Um, I didn't expect my YouTube to do as well as it's done. Um, honestly, I thought it was just going to be like a little side project that would eventually just kind of end. Um, but I'm going to keep it going because it's been a blast so far. So I'll have to wait and see. I met a lot of cool people doing it. So continue doing it. And I'll be at AOE as long as it's viable to even upload. And I'll keep it going as long as I possibly can. All right, you guys from oh, yeah. here, go follow Beyond AOE. Go subscribe on YouTube. Uh, you can find them on all those places. Uh, just Beyond, normal spelling, AOE. Go find them. Go. Beautiful. Stop listening right now. Stop. Pause the podcast. Go take a look. Just go, <laughs> <do> <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. This, yeah. is, this has been fun. Uh, we'll oh, go yeah. ahead and move on now to our next segment. I've got a litany of uh, Reddit posts to go through. I think I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, wait, this is going to be a long episode today. This rate. Um, we're chit-chatting we're chit-chatting and we've got a good topic to finish on too today so if you're excited for our main topic today and you should be we will be talking about what makes us tilt and boy have we got some stuff we're gonna go through some reddit posts (laughs) um i'll be honest i scrolled through a lot of posts we've gone back i went through like a whole week's worth of posts on the aoe subreddit uh and it there were not as many as as there were the other week that were as enjoyable to read through but we got I found some we found some good ones. Uh, the first one is a question from user reasonable effort 280 from a day ago. And I like this question, actually. Um, he asks how to get better with micro. Do you have any advice for improving micro skills? I'm kind of fixing his grammar as I go here. 
I have serious troubles when I fight with different armies. I also don't use a move that often. Okay, well, first off, use a move more oh, often. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, do you use a move every time also for raiding? Um, and I use attack move to attack archers with my knights and then turn and attack the horsemen or spears. When I click directly on archers, they just run around the enemy troops. That's why you a move. <clears throat> uh, so I lose some fights that I could and should win. Maybe you have some suggestions for me. Um, what do you guys think? What are some initial thoughts you guys would say? I know I mentioned a couple days uh, last episode, I think that I usually always uh, a move my infantry units or my main front line. And I will micro my range units first and foremost, if I have to really pick what I'm going to choose. Uh, what do you guys think? What, what are some things that you guys would do to get? What, how would you improve your micro too? I guess it's another question. I think uh, what you said, that's a good rule of thumb right there. I mean, like at least for like, cause you eggs, I've talked to a lot of um, like, you know, higher end players and they told me like a lot of times, like, you know, micro, it, I guess it depends on which level you play at, but micro is not as important later on. Not saying like, I know that's the question, but basically they're saying like, you can just get away with just a moving your entire military a lot of time as at the lower end. But Sagaton, I think is a good rule of thumb because I actually been using it lately where you said you kind of just a move your military. Oh, yeah. You're like, man, your main frontline infantry cavalry. And then you really try to micro your archers that right there. It it, I guess it depends on like kind of how you like to play because I know when I tried doing that on Panoramic View, I kind of struggle. Uh-huh. But uh, with like classic, that's actually a pretty good rule of thumb because if, say, for example, you they got an uh, enemy who kind of just vomits out of the military, they got spearmen, horsemen, archer, they kind of everything. Usually, knights to take care of the main force. Like, if you can successfully like micro your archers or kill those spearmen. You will have a very good outcome in that fight for oh, most lower end levels. Like, like your cavalry, like I mean, I guess you know if your your cavalry and spearmen all that being the front line will make a huge difference. You know, based on the army composition you have. Like, I I agree with that is a good way to at least like a intermission to microing. Obviously, the higher levels it's uh it gets a little bit more in depth. But to answer that question, I get better at micro. Don't they actually have mods too? To like like little small mods, like micro mods. I have like, not actually checked that out, but that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, that yeah, those exist. A micro mod, yeah, for practicing. Yeah, it's like um, you, they, they keep like what like a total of nine units, and you kind of have to see who wins. You can only play somebody with the micro mod, and like you just whoever wins that battle based hmm. on what's the best micro, which is like something kind of you know out there. But that's also uh, something to look into. Well, yeah. like, it's tricky, you know, when you have like two units that are like, like, like scouting, I think of scouts, this is probably the most common thing where you'll see uh, when you got two scouts, um, you can win a fight with two one to one scouts. It's going to depend on who gets the first attack. Right. Mm-hmm. And how if you can avoid a hit or if you can. Uh, I, I've thought like that's been an interesting scene. I've been working on my micro with my scouting a lot more uh, and when to take a fight oh, yeah. with a scout. If I get a good hit because my guy's AFK and doesn't really realize it, you can get a hit off. And then, you know, as long as you keep fighting, maybe if he let, forgets about him, he will eventually win. Or if you, you know, if he starts running away, you can get an extra hit on him. There's, there's like little things you can kind of pick up. But I, I also, I'll have to check that out for the mods. That's, that's a great idea. Oh, yeah, that's for, like, it's for sure. A lot of people have implemented mods. It's like a really small map. And then you just like whoever, like you can really play with a friend, too. Pretty dope. I haven't tried it myself, but there's a bit of videos uploaded on and everything. But yeah, microing is a it's a tricky thing to really kind of try to explain. A couple of things uh, yeah, in the post that weren't mentioned 
uh, or control groups um, and how oh, yeah. those really help with microing. Um, I agree with get your archers situated first. Yeah. Sometimes I'll like hit my archer control group, right click, queue up like four, like shift click four spearmen, mm-hmm. um, do that. And then now I'm switching over to my cavalry mm-hmm. control group and I'm getting away from the spearmen. Yeah. Uh, they're getting towards the archers, baiting the spearmen where I want them to go or sending the cavalry after siege, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Um, yeah, control groups, I feel like, are yeah. necessary for any sort of like intermediate level of macro, uh, micro. Definitely. Uh, and another, another trick that I don't know how many people know, um, because cause when you right-click somewhere, you're going to ignore every single enemy. So, yeah. especially in raids, um, when you don't want to, like, alert your enemy with the attack ping, if you've got, like, maybe five horsemen and you're trying to get into their wood line, what I'll do is, like, click past their villagers, and as they're running past, I'll hit S, which cancels all orders for units, and Ooh. then from there... Uh, the horsemen will automatically just retarget the archers and based on whoever's closest. Oh, I, didn't, I never thought of that. I usually run past and try and a move. That's that that's what I do. Just run in and hit S move and then just. Yeah, because then, then they all start hitting at once instead of uh, if you a move, they're just picking up like maybe the closest one, um, which is like further away. Mm-hmm. With this one, you can right click in the middle of the villagers and then hit S. So that you're not hitting only the ones on the edge. Interesting. I'll have to try that out. I've heard of that. Uh, that sounds like some expert mind. That that sounds hard to me. I don't know why. Like S movement is like I feel like that's another tier of micro. Like no, nah, just hit the S button. Yeah, <laughs> it literally, it's, it's, it tells your units that today's episode uh, brought to you by the letter command. S. <laughs> Target whatever's close to you. Yeah. Well, Bill, I'm a little slow. Okay, dude, I'm, I'm working on it. All right, man. S stands for slow. And stop. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's my stance for. No, it's so true. And like for like improving micro, obviously all these things could be like wonderful. Micro is super important. But as you mentioned, it was like one of those things where like macro is the most important. So oh, if you yeah. find that micro is taking away from your macro, just kind of do the old like cl- kind of like cluster. Like you can do some some raids, but like mainly focus on your macro because like. Up until Platinum, you'll be able to just cruise up the ranks if you have better macro. Because yeah. how many times if you've been in like gold three or gold two and you take like this great fight mid-map and you're like, well, they must, I surely must be on the winning push and they can just macro a whole new army up again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if it doesn't matter if you can keep killing them, like actually kill them with their, with your bows, if you can't do both. Definitely just focus on the macro. Yeah, I agree. And I want to reiterate for maybe those players who aren't as advanced as well that like my macro is far more than just managing your villagers. Yeah, it's it's also building enough uh, production buildings. I saw Beal do this today. Where he's like, I just don't have any production buildings up. Uh, that, that's part of it's spending the resources as well. It's one thing to it's good to get the resources, but if you don't spend them, you're not getting anything Absolutely. out of it. So it's macro it encompasses all of that as well. And it's spending resources is usually most guys at a reasonable point know how to get villagers on the resources they want and need and you'll get a lot of income coming in uh spending it is usually what most upper level play upper level players end up failing at 
or not or if, if they maybe oh, not yeah. failing but like that's where they'll they'll float a resource a little too long and not be spending it into more units and that's where they'll get behind and that that's a failing mm-hmm. that you'll see from the very very topmost players all the way down to us guys here in gold yeah it's like a two-step thing the first step that's important is make sure you're generating enough resources yep. and then mm-hmm. second step is to always just remember that oh you need to spend the resources for them to even matter in the game yeah exactly it's not an easy game. It's not an easy game. It's Sometimes it can get a little. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's the fun post. Uh, uh, anyone else think uh, this is from a uh, user Team Respawn TV? Uh, apparently, he's Conqueror. Uh, apparently, in oh. teams. So he's got that in his flair and on Reddit. So good for you, Mister. Um, four days ago, he said, "Anyone else think that a strail borda sounds like a delicious Italian cuisine?" What exactly is a strelbora? It sounds oddly like a wonderful Italian dinner. <laughs> oh, okay. I'd like the uh, I'd like the strelbora on a side of shrimp scampi with uh, some. Honestly, that does sound <laughs> dope. That does that sound pretty good. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That does sound pretty good. Uh, I, I look at the first comment on this, and some guy had to literally break it down. He's like, "Strel equals arrow, yeah, bor equals bear, and so arrow bear." He's like, "We actually defining what strel bore means." We're actually, like, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for it. Grateful for that, you know, because no, I did exactly not know that. True. But uh, I guess arrow bear. That's arrow, pretty good. Arrow okay. bearer. Arrow bearer. That does sound pretty good, though. Strel bore. What's the etymology archer? Yeah. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna do some some dive. Etymol etymol. G of Strabora sounds it sounds expensive. When you're here, you're Hestus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Art and yeah. Archer. Okay, here here's something interesting. Archer comes from the Latin root Arcus, which means bow. Uh, in French, oh, it was okay. Archier, uh, then Middle English Archer. So, oh, okay, we're learning things today. So okay. old French Archer or bowmaker from the Latin Arcus. So okay, it comes from sense. French. So right. would be the old word that is obviously no longer in use in English for archer. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think Godon is a nice little delicious Italian cuisine. It also goes Strabora. really good with shrimp, shrimp scampi and a nice yeah, little Mediterranean yeah, exactly. salad. <laughs> well, get a little, get a little side, get a little uh, delicious strawberry. What would I, I would love, th- this would make my day if someone out there, like, sent us in a recipe for their own crafted like Italian cuisine, like some kind of dish, and they named it the Strelbora. That would be so great. Hey. Like if a type of noodle or something like that could be named Strelbora, I'd love it. And then just define your own new, own new awesome. food. Just give it your own name. That'd be dope. Make your own little custom cuisine called the Strelbora. Yep, yep. Uh, here's another post. Um, this one made me laugh, but for very different reasons. Um, posted by user deleted. This was deleted three days ago. Um, <laughs> when will HRE finally get nerfed and fixed? Now I can oh. just feel Caleb Calamari. If you are listening, I can feel you going, "What? How dare they say such atrocious things?" HRE does not need HRE. So, so for the backdrop on this: anyone who's a true HRE guy right now, I have seen so many posts going, "Why didn't we get a buff? Why has no one done anything for HRE? HRE's been the same horrible spot for seasons." So this just comes out of very left field. I think that someone says HRE needs to finally get nerfed and fixed. Uh, here's the here's the long post here. They keep going on to say, <laughs> how is it even possible to win against HRE unless they make huge mistakes? They outboom everyone. They can't get attacked early because of towers. They can just rush you down like a minute thir- like at like minute 13. Wow, really getting rushed down, you know, 13 minutes in with lo- tons of unkillable men at arms and rams. 
Their men at arms literally run circles around my main TC and keeps, and then in feudal, and that in feudal, really, really early castle. No other civ feels so low effort like HRE. Oh, jeez. Simmer <laughs> down, man. And simultaneously so overpowered. I raise you Delhi. Or no, no, not Delhi. I raise you Malians. Sorry, but Malians are way worse. Not even Delhi with Tower of Victory. Dude, Delhi is not. That's not low effort for Delhi to do. Double Scholar and Stable and Archery. Delhi and is has not a fighting low effort at all. He was saying that not even... Okay, I, I misread this. He said not even Delhi with Tower of Victory and Double Scholar and Stables and Archery Range in Feudal has a fighting chance. I disagree with that. Uh, and there is no army competition to them. Every game, HRE just spams men-at-arms. That's also not true. We also spam knights. Uh, they don't have to adapt to what... And, and land snakes. Dude, land snakes... That's my extra seat. I'll get onto that at the end of the day. But land snakes, dude, are freaking awesome. Uh, they don't have to adapt to what the enemy is doing. That's also not true. Against any of the Civ, I see many of my mistakes when I lost and see what I could have done better. But against HRE, I lose even if I play more or less flawless. Talking about the first 15 minutes because you're dead after that. <laughs> and for the there's so much salt in this post. And for the record, I also tried HRE for the hell of it and won four out of four games really easily in feudal, really early in castle by spamming men at arms and rams. Well, then, dude. Just play HRE. Uh, there's no yeah. legit counterplay, unlike other civs. You don't find anything on the web. Against early knights, spears, a bit of macro. English, bows and horsemen, and so on. Against early men-at-arms? Hmm. I'm getting downloaded <laughs> by low IQ monkeys. That's the best part of the post right there. That's the first thing I saw. <laughs> I love getting downloaded by low IQ monkeys. Um, I, I, I downvoted this post just because of that last comment of his as well. I had to. Does I'm anyone also. say what what civilization they play no not at all i was gonna say that could that's the only way we can help we, yeah i don't I mean, know what they're uh, doing wrong i'm not gonna lie i think this is more of a you problem brother i'm not gonna lie <laughs> the top comment is from our man the top comment is from our man our dear friend obi-wan kevin obi he says thought this was one of those rising empire clickbaits <laughs> Yeah, for real. This it is crazy. like that too, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, that is hilarious. I've yeah. never. I mean, yeah. HRE is in such a like nicely balanced spot. I feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. never feel like they're overpowered when I play them, but I never feel like I'm trying to ink out a like or like I'm just stomping them every yeah. single time. Uh, I've had. I've honestly yeah. had a ton. I have become an HRE main. And I've had a ton of fun with them for a couple of reasons. They, you can stop them. Like taking the relics or taking down the relics can really hinder them. Um, if you push Other them early, if you, if you box them in early, uh, that's devastating. If you can box them in early and you can really kind of take map control because they don't take map control early. So you can deny the relics and box them in. They will run out of gold and then they are oh, yeah. screwed. Like you, you just got to take all the gold off the map and not let them get relics. And then, then, then I just, you can't do what you wanted to do, you know, and if you know that they're going to play Castle Age so you can push them all in. I mean, it's English. My my go to has been uh, Ram Rush in Feudal um, that stopped mm -hmm. working after I reached Platinum. So it was really good for like gold, like low gold, just Ram Rush all day. Um, you've got enough uh, archers. You can get a critical mass and take down their men at arms, mix in some men at arms of your own. Uh, you can you can deal. English can deal with them early. Uh but like Mongols are really tough because they can just tower out towering, tower rushing the gold. Yeah, actually, the gold is crazy good. It's pretty good. I got actually I had an English player who forward put, put up, did some tower rushing against me in feudal, which I was struggling. I did get up to castle and I got like one or two relics. I just couldn't get enough. I ran out of food is the problem because I just couldn't expand. I was boxed in. He put a forward white tower on me. 
not right on my base, but like right in the middle. This is on Hill and Dale. And I just was like, oh, he beat me. I, I, I was really impressed because usually <laughs> HRE into English is a pretty good matchup for HRE. But this guy played it really, really well. I'm just going to give some advice to this guy as an, as a fellow low IQ monkey. I just want to give something like, <laughs> I just want to, okay. I think, cause it, first of all, like, like you mentioned beyond, he didn't even mention what civilization he played. Like we have like, there's no information we can get from this. It's like, he got out here just to complain and be like, uh, but the best way, okay. This, I heard this from, I think, I don't know who I heard this from. This is actually like a really smart way. Like if you are getting beat a lot by one civilization, like pretty much just play that civilization and then wait until somebody really destroys you and then watch and see how they did it. Like, it's like, you can just find out ways to get around this. Like I, th these type of players, I'm sorry, these type of players, we grind my gears. These type of players right here, we need to start getting some accountability in the AOE community that sometimes you just might need to just switch some stuff up here. Like, like if you are seeing that you're getting men in arms rushed and then figure out what makes men in arms, what makes men in arms, golden food. So, hey, maybe you need to prioritize limiting those resources. If you are, if the dudes out here are getting castle age in six, seven minutes and figure out a way to stop from getting, can I stop him from doing what he wants to do? It's simple. Like, that's kind of just the, the game plan. It's, I, don't know, I don't know what level he's at. I don't know what rank he is. But I'm just going to assume he's a normal gold platinum player. It's just like, dude, okay, if you see, okay, they're going, if they're going castle age and getting all the relics and just try to like you know like you said sock like if they go regnant's cathedral and you deny those relics that is a useless landmark they're just that thing is just chilling there not doing nothing burning oil yeah. it's not doing nothing so like just figure out a way like you have to play them dynamically you just blaming them saying like they need to get nerfed or fixed like they're not a broken sieve i think you're broken dude sorry well, and, and like, i want to i want to expand on that i want to give props to the community on this one for their response to this guy and uh, I want to also condemn this guy's horrible lack of decorum here. Um, not that we're, you know, in a presidential debate or anything, but like, this guy <laughs> goes on. And, and someone actually mentions, too, that uh, this Reddit post is very funny. Some good advice. Stop calling everyone low IQ when they try to help you because he keeps going on. Like, I guess you're too low IQ to figure it out. I don't know what this guy's deal with IQ is, but IQ does not have anything to do with true intelligence for one. Uh, and two, it, it's just like I'm like some people get so stuck up on this. And it's like these, these little trolls. I just love how they want to like go you're just low iq like they like they have any idea what your some other random redditor's iq is for one two as if that's going to make any difference in your argument about how or to win against hre and three like you're gonna get any kind of helpful advice by saying that to people like this dude i mean bro, he may he may have a super high iq but he certainly doesn't seem to have a very high eq which is emotional the emotional <laughs> there's just two there's two the emotional is like the uh, interpersonal communication uh version of that or how you deal with people socially but like like dudes i i, I want to give props though to the community uh, most of them are saying like dude if you just tell us what civ you're playing as or post your name and link and give us like some if you want to if you want actual advice people are willing to offer advice uh someone posts like put your username people might be able to take a look at screenplays and give some pointers um they're like rams kill towers early men at arms is a civ specific <laughs> They, they mentioned a couple of things that like, you know, if you give us more, we can help. So I, I just thought it was really funny because the audacity of this, like it's just so contrarian to what I feel like the community feels about HRE right now. Because HRE is in a good spot. I, would, I don't think it's in a bad spot. HRE players are kind of down on themselves right now because they haven't had any big changes recently, but they're not in a bad spot. I like HRE. I'm, I'm having a blast playing HRE right now. 
Listen, um, this guy, he's cool and everything, but he just, I'm very, I'm very disappointed he deleted his whole already. He's going to take the criticism. He's getting yeah. cooked. He's getting yeah. cooked in the comments. He's getting cooked in the comments. He's going through it. He's like, I'm already well, deleting here. the post, deleting his, his whole account on it. That, that's very telling. Very, very telling. Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe it's be a little bit of a, yeah, he may be going through it a little bit. Give him some time. He's, 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 he's just having a hard time, you know. He's, he's one of those guys who probably tells you that, like, F your mom, F this, F that when you're in the chat. You know, probably one of those kind of guys. Oh, yeah, I know. He's the guy. He's the guy in uh, in-game chat. Like, oh, dude, really? Oh, HR really? again? Oh, uh, like, really? Wow. So oh, OP. Dude, How could you? So OP. This game's so broken. I'm out of here. This game's so broke. I'm out. I have. I've actually, I've been, not that I've been doing that in chat, but after a couple of the volcanic losses to Chinese, I have typed in, man, this really sucks and it's kind of boring. Like, I don't know how to beat this. Like, what do you do? <laughs> I, I actually typed in, I've typed in, like, what do you do to beat this? Like, how can I stop this? What could I have done? And I never get a right answer. I never, no one's ever responded. I've been like, a couple times I've been like, man. no, please tell me, like, what am I supposed to do to beat you here? Like, I don't get it. Still haven't got an answer. They don't want to keep tell me. It's because they're, 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 they're like, scared. Nah, dude. They're like, GG, nah, no RE. Exactly. GG, no RE. Um, all right, guys, I've got another, this one, this one I, I saw, actually, I was summoned. The Reddit gods summoned me on this post. I got a fun notification. This is the first time I've ever been like pinged in Reddit by my username. Uh, cause I'm just Socrates <laughs> in there as well. I, I just, I don't post a ton of stuff on Reddit. I really don't. I'm more of a lurker. Um, but someone pinged me on this and I was like, oh my gosh, uh, this is by uh, user mock Hamill. I love the name. First of all, five days ago, he says, what is an extra sheep worth? in income per minute if you have one or more workers in your opponent you get about 40 more resources per minute but how many more resources do minute do he kind of goes on it's kind of a, a jumble uh the best thing is that there's someone who commented on me and says sounds like a question for user soccerton which i got summoned by this and then says seriously though i don't think you can answer this it depends on so many factors some players and civs like to go on berries or deer on some maps first sheep are a great source of safe food with a decent gather rate but i don't think it can be measured in terms of res- resources a minute but, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, because they're sheep, they're, they're sheep. the resource, not the resource collector. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, but so like, that's not give you extra resources per minute. Um, I mean, what it comes down to, uh, it it changes your timing from when you're going to move away from safe resources. But if you're playing like Abbasid or Delhi, you're going berries at the start. Sheep are just in case you get pushed. And need a safe source of food under a town center. Um, I think the only difference having more sheep makes is if it's like a large amount. Um, mm-hmm. Like if you snipe your opponent's scout when it's carrying like eight sheep. Oh, I love that feeling oh, so much. The best feeling in the oh, entire I world. I love yeah. me some sheep grub hub. Oh, yeah. Sheep grub hub. Door dash the sheep. Bring them right to me. Fun fact, yeah, my wife actually too. my wife actually got me it was this is like a month or a couple months ago, but she was out and about uh, and got McDonald's breakfast and dropped it off at work while I was out doing in a meeting. She left a post-it note that said that said sheep grubhub delivery. And I just thought that was so cute. <laughs> but uh were you gonna say something, Bill? Yeah. Sorry. Oh I, yeah, I was just gonna say that there's really no different like yeah. a two sheep difference between players is negligible. Yeah. Um and because there's so many civs that really aren't going to use all of the sheep that are under their tc Mm -hmm. anyway over the course of the game um like english is gonna transition to farms yeah abyssid delhi are gonna focus on berries as much as possible i would say for like civs like hre and and french i think the sheep matter a bit more french obviously if they're going only if they're going for like a feudal push 
Uh, but HRE for that fast castle too, having that sheep secured and under getting one or two extra can be a big difference maker depending on what your opponent's doing to you in feudal, I think. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think rushing that, that, oh, that 1200 food. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Beyond. I was going to say, um, I think also to mention French and them, but also I would think China as well, because that early imperial official just getting all those taxes off the sheep. If you can, I cast a ton of games in for the EGC tournament, the pros, it would really determine a big matchup was France versus China. And a huge determinant factor of how that went early game was who got more sheep. Yeah, and I would, I would almost like, argue mm. because the French is losing some more sheep, that hurts their push. It's, mm -hmm. it's, I, think, I think sheep have to be considered in the swing as to who gets the sheep and who are you taking it from. Exactly. I love me an extra sheep, guys. <laughs> I, lo I love it. I just love when I'm like, uh, for me, it's the mental, it's the mental game. You know, when I know I don't have, when I know there's only 24 sheep on the map and I don't get 12, I, uh, or when they, you see their scout run by and they got like eight right there and you've got two and you're just like, no. I love yeah. Sheep. Yeah. I mean, I'm an Ottoman main, so. What do you care? You're going to run you out. out of your, I got my yeah. own berries and. We'll, we'll build a mill when the time comes. I've got so many on wood that building that mill you just usually doesn't mess with uh, timings too much. Well, you've got Anatolian Hills. You can just, you know, import your sheep. Yeah, I can just uh, talk to the magician that summons them out of thin air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like you said it right, though, Bill. Like, I think really just sheep just translate to safe food, like just on your TC. So, like, I mean, I don't think it really matters who has more. I mean, it does matter who has more, but it's not going to, like, make you have a higher gather rate or it's just before the transition onto the map. Sheep yeah. and food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, income per minute is not how to look at this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think that's really the way. Yep, yep. But sheep is still very important. Oh, very important. All right, next post is really short, but just really funny. I just, it got me to chuckle. Uh, the title of this is, does anyone remember me? Sad emoji we, face. We, we, we've talked about this before on the podcast. We have. We have. Uh, just to remind, I just like bringing it up right now. And it's a picture of three yeah. Ribaldaquins in a row. <laughs> just like, yep. <laughs> yep. They're still in the same spot they've been in. Uh, in case anyone's wondered if anything has changed in that front, the answer is no. Ribaldaquins are next to useless. I, are they useless though, or are they just not used? They're like, pretty. Well, go ahead, Beyond. I was going to say, I think they're useless because of how good Springholds are. If, yeah. Yeah. If Springholds got removed, then I think Ribaldaquin, all those things would come back and it would be great. But, yeah. but Springholds are so far away, snipe them, and they don't even get to line up before yeah. they're dead. Yeah. You're right. But they're so easily countered. That's probably what you get from what you said. Like they're so easily countered. Like they're good, I guess, if you don't have nothing to counter them. Like I guess for oh wait, here we go. Who's our boy who was mad about the HRE? This is a great post for him. This is something he needs. Yeah, they, they, would shred, they do shred that at arms. That's true. They yeah, do shred. They're great. Yeah. If you can get these out in the field, you're probably HRE. The problems you are having are no longer a thing. Yeah, you'll have a good yeah. day. You're, you're, these are no longer a problem. But like you said, they are very easily countered by Springfield. They're just so, so expensive, too. And they yeah. actually take significant damage from archers as well. I've noticed. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So even if Springgolds, even if your opponent wasn't fielding Springgolds, they can just archer mass them down, which it, it, that feels really bad. This feels awful. Aren't aren't they only available in Imperial Age too? Yep. 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 Uh, see now that's what I don't like about them. Uh, yeah. Like, so what I don't like is <laughs> when I'm playing a sieve and I see that icon there, I'm like, 
oh shoot, I forgot that Civ gets culverins. And then I go to mouse over it and it says Rebaldiquin. McDonald's? No, we've got McDonald's at home. We have Rebaldiquins? Exactly. No, we've got Rebaldiquins at home. We got, we got, we got, what is it? Uh, culverins at home. Culverins. <laughs> yeah, dude, that, you're right. That's so disappointing. I don't know, man. Like, I think they need more, like, they, I think developers need to kind of focus a little bit more on these because these pretty much are just like the redheaded stepchild of the game. Like, they just get no love at all. Like, and like you said, they're just so easily countered. Like, I mean, like, if they're, if they have nothing on the field to counter them, then like they are strong. They will literally drop many arms like a bad habit. But, <laughs> but they get countered like, by so much. Yeah, they get countered by so much. So, like, they're not alive for long. And that's one of the reasons I love casting low elo games where like someone will go like six Rebaldequins and his opponent won't know how to counter it. Oh, then you actually get to see like them just shred the you army. Just go to work. Oh, it's so yeah. hype whenever that happens. Yeah, it's probably exciting to see them. It's just like, like you said, and, and then they're only available. I mean, I know probably like, you know, actual realistic timeline, like they probably weren't available in like where the castle age takes place, but yeah, I mean, like we can probably put that because it's just you don't see these, and I'm really sad about them because I do. They kind of fill this weird role where, like, most siege has kind of its upgrade in the Imperial Age, right? So instead of spring bolts, mm-hmm. you go to culverins, right? Instead of uh, trebuchets or rams, you've got the bombards, right? Yeah. Uh, instead of the mangonel, you have the rebaldequin. The problem is, like, whereas like the mangonel is really good at crushing light units like especially archers and uh they do pretty good against the spears as well but especially archers and crossbows their baldequin yeah. does really good against heavy units so knights and men-at-arms but it doesn't have the range i think that's the yeah, kicker that's is that it, just, it doesn't have if it had range if this thing had the range of a of a of a uh what do you call it of a manganel of a manganel even if it had half the range of a manganel then we're, in a, and then we're in an interesting spot, right? But maybe if it was still weak to melee damage, I, I, there's, it, it needs a rework. And I don't know what the right answer is for it, but it's in its current form. It's never it's going to be right up there in the Ecleons of of such great epics like the Siege Tower or the Stone yeah. Tower, like just never used. Yeah, Baldwin is literally shotgun siege. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for any siege. To get any major changes in the next like couple seasons, they're gonna have to rework Springholds. Because if you if yeah. they don't, you're just gonna say about the same. Yeah, like trebuchets counter everything. Be okay, bombards will still get like two tapped, and then the Rus still have unreal Springholds, so they'll still be unreal in the Imperial Age. It's yeah. like if they don't rework those bad boys. I don't know what they're gonna do about the rest of the siege. There's only one siege unit that doesn't get countered by Springholds. Right. Rams. Rams. Rams are the only ones that don't get directly countered. Yeah, Rams are kind of a problem right now. They're getting like a lot of people are complaining how good Rams are now. Rams are it, a lot of it has to do with because they chain made that change a couple seasons ago where most units don't use torch damage to torch down siege. Yeah. And so they don't torch down Rams. So you're left with that's why villager pulls onto Rams are so effective. It's because they still oh, yeah. do use torch damage on that. Uh, I think the other counter to them is just a lot of spears, but that's just not cost efficient at all. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why Rams aren't countered by Springholds. Like, what just, if Rams really... were countered by boiling oil? Ooh. Well, if that was the case, they just got Rams just got another upgrade. 
<laughs> yeah, they did a little bit. Yeah, Rams did, or yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess so. Oh, no, it just got yeah. cooked. Yeah. So but like that, that would be interesting because if you had that, well, that'd be a kind of a slight buff to keeps again though, because then Rams would have a tough time getting under the keeps. You'd have to go for a bombard or uh, Treb. That could maybe be a way to balance that. Again, that's a spitball idea. I don't know if I would be really balanced. That's kind of that's kind of interesting. I see your heads out a little bit with that. Like it burns yeah. them essentially. Yeah, it yeah. burns them essentially. Yeah. Lights on fire. I mean, obviously, boiling oil in real life was actually just boiling water or oil, and so it wouldn't light a ram on fire. But if you're inside, I guess you could say theoretically the guys inside would be getting roasted alive by the heat. I don't know. You know Spitballing. Okay. Oh, it looks like lava when it comes out, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you'd just give like heavy units like knights and men at arms just a little bit more bonus damage against rams. I don't know Something. if Something. that would solve it. Like because. That keeps the feudal play where like spears don't do don't get the bonus damage. You've got to mm-hmm. use like a castle age unit to or if you're French or Rus or yeah. whatever. Um or HRE or I mean I guess English. the reason I mean you gotta think about why they're the in the game, right? Heavy, but, like yeah. why are Rams in the game? And they're in the game that way you can close out a late feudal game, right? Like they're there so you can start ram mm-hmm. rushing stuff down because it starts to go into stalemate. That's how you break through, right? That's what you use to break through when you can't get enough traps because they keep sniping you down with sprinkles, right? Like that is the solution is go to rams. So yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's maybe just a matter of they're just a little too powerful right now. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. Know, yeah. I, I don't think they need any late game bonuses. <laughs> I think they, they, really they don't do they? They're around pretty good. Being a feudal unit um and have a something where they just their effectiveness drops off late game yeah like like maybe if yeah maybe they could do the inverse like they could make sure they would take rams and set them back in late game but then they also maybe kind of cool down springholds in late game so that you could actually use bombards and stuff like that across the map because like you can give all the movement speed you want to those bad boys but they can still get shot from three football fields across the battlefield and you're like i just spent so much time making that <laughs> yeah and now it's gone <laughs> exactly and that's why rams are in the game right now is because it's not yeah. when, when your opponents like imagine going against china right the only option mm-hmm. against china is to go in fact this is actually one of the things that infuriated me about china the other day uh is i i realized i could not outdo the springholds they had my siege, my long range trebs and bombards could not take down the great gay house. I, I knew they were just going to kill me. So I went mass rams and then they went fire lancers. And those <clears throat> things shred, absolutely shred <laughs> rams. China has the best anti siege in the game, hands down next, maybe next to to what Roos can do mm-hmm. with their sprinkles. Yeah. But man, being able to fire lancer crap down, I oh gosh. Yeah, Rams are. They're they're a little tricky right now. It's a tricky spot. Siege has always been a tricky spot for this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't envy the devs, like you said. Yeah, I don't envy the devs on this one. I'm not trying to. They, <laughs> still, they, they still better than it was. Out. Still better than what it was when Springolds were the meta. Although they're they're getting closer to up to that spot again. Not not nearly as bad as they were, but they're getting there. Yeah. Um. Next post, we got. I'm going to try and get through these a little bit faster. We keep we keep going into these great discussions about all these things. Uh, this is oh, yeah. a uh, post by Nate Baru Anjing. Uh, he says, how to tower rush English opponent. And I hate this personally. Yeah, you don't. You uh, don't. Image yeah. number one is <laughs> there is a uh, uh, it's it's Roos into English and they've got their council hall. A bunch like eight or nine. It looks like 10 plus Vils are building a uh, outpost right in front of it. 
The next picture in the slide is they are now dropping the Kremlin right next to that on top of the English wood line. And the next picture is uh, they just ram in and just use the gremlins. Basically, how to rush English opponent is just play ruse. I don't even think this is necessarily very high success rate. I think this guy just may, I, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm just going to assume this may be a lower end type game because. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. Because it's like, be. I mean, there's no way as English you're letting this dude get away with this. Yeah, and top <laughs> comment, that, that top comment too, it says, wouldn't your Vils get instantly killed by their Vils since they would immediately <laughs> notice you're building a tower right in their line of sight, not to mention the 200% production speed longbows that can just pump right next to your villagers? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think this is a very. I mean, I'm I'm happy he got away with it. I mean, like if you can get away with this, if you can actually, if the guy just lets you do what you want to do, then yeah, of course, this is great. But most opponents, like I would say, gold and higher, like they're gonna immediately see that and be like, "Hey, buddy, what are you what are you doing?" And they're just gonna kill you with their with their uh, villagers. So I don't think this is. I don't think you can really tire rush the English. I think mean, that's one yep. of the best thing about them. I thought that's this was I, funny. And, and OP's getting just lambasted in uh, in the threads as well. Everyone's saying that any half decent English player is never going to let this go up. <laughs> oh, people! Oh, he's getting cooked. Oh yeah, I didn't notice this. Oh yeah, this. Oh yeah. He says he went from yeah. gold to diamond using this strat. Dude, I want to see the receipts, man. I want to see the receipts. Yeah, I need to see receipts here. I mean, I mean who is he playing? He is in diamond, but I don't know. I'm looking at his history. He won. They play a ton of games, so I think okay. they're just good at the game. Uh, yeah. Two, like they, I haven't seen any against English like just rushes. So like I don't know if this got them two diamond and they yeah. stalled out, but they're playing tons of games. They've played like two hundred games in the past like ten days. Oh my gosh! Oh jeez! Okay, wow. okay, Whoa. I take issue with this. Who has that kind of time? Someone. Some people. You know, <laughs> so must be nice, man. Must be nice. Uh, must be nice. Hey, I admire. Insane, I admire. You could just be a. You could just be out here just living life. I, yeah, you're just gosh. good at the game, and they just tried out a strategy. And like, hey, it works. Like, I mean, I Wait, think post on Reddit. You're just pretty, yeah, I think I you're just pretty good, and you kind of get a few bad people, and that's just what happened. Yeah, it has to be. All right, moving on. <laughs> Uh, this comes from our, I think this is our friend Jones. This is Jones. Oh. Uh, says jo- the username is Jones17188, but I think Jones88. I think that is our, our, rel- our, our friend uh, Jones88. Jones88. Jones um, he says, I think the White Tower is better than the King's Palace. Now, this is what we were, we, were put, we put a pin in this discussion earlier for you, Beal. So I'll let you have the first say on this after I've finished reading it out. Uh, he says, I think the White Tower is way better than King's Palace. First, a castle mm. of 800 stone is better than a TC of 750 resources. Second, the King's Palace is an ordinary TC landmark, and the White Tower has even 100% production acceleration. It can keep you whole castle age without building any siege workshop, which I've also I mentioned that too. I think it's a good, good source to, uh, to build a, not build a siege workshop because you have it already built in. And he says, can, can someone convince me this is wrong? So I personally am not going to attempt to convince him he's wrong. I think there is definitely something to be said about the White Tower. 2TC into White Tower especially is, I think, very strong right now. Uh, what do you guys think? We'll start with Beal. What do you think? Yeah, uh, first, I don't believe that is our friend Jones. I just clicked on their profile mm. and <laughs> says they're from Taiwan and half their comments are in Chinese. Okay, uh, well, so unless Jones, it was Jones. It something I don't know about him. Uh, <laughs> well, Jones, we're sorry you've got a doppelganger in Taiwan. Uh, much love, but... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I actually did make a response to this post on Reddit. Oh, that's fine. Oh, oh wait a minute. All right, where's that? 
Only got three upvotes, but well, let me make that four. Where I, is see it? It? Oh, I see it. I see. I'll go make it back to three. There he is. Oh, yeah. five. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I downloaded it, dude. No, nope. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, so White Tower is so much better than it used to be. It's not like King's Palace was just an auto pick for so long yeah. until the White Tower got the additional production speed. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is such a good tempo swing with King's Palace. Mm-hmm. Because it is. It's that question of like, if you're not going agro feudal as English um, and want to go fast castle or 2TC, you just do both at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it really like, it gets you up in tech and eco with the same landmark, with the same investment. Uh, that's why King's Palace is so huge. Um, but if you are playing super aggro in feudal and you take map control, dropping a strategic King's Palace somewhere and being able to pump out like siege as soon as you hit castle with 100% production speed is amazing. Like, amazing. oh, I need to summon a mangonel in this spot right now to like finish off this feudal fight. Or uh, I have the White Tower right outside their base. All right, I'm going to just start cranking out trebuchets and mm. rub everything down from the safety of the White Tower. So it's a, it's a much better landmark than it used to be. But uh, King's Palace offers, like, if you know you're going to stay in the game longer, such a great tech and eco boost. So I'm going to both agree and disagree with you a little bit, Beal, personally, I think. Um, I, you mentioned that it's a good tempo landmark. I don't know that I agree with the tempo aspect of it. I do think it's a great value. In fact, this is like what actually I agree exactly with what the uh, user says. Huggly says the White Tower, he says, is a military tempo landmark. The King's Palace is a value landmark. And he says most things in this game favors tempo. So usually the White Tower is better if you can use the tempo it gives you. And that's a big if now. That's a big if. If the early access to siege cavalry or the defensive capabilities do not help you in a given situation, the King's Palace is better. Are behind. I don't think it's a good eye landmark because you need to catch up. We're seeing the greedier value opinion might be uh, option might be better in some situations. So I both agree with you, Bill, and I don't agree. I, th- I definitely think if you are already rocking a pretty good tempo, um, or if you need it, you know you can get a good tempo adjustment out of it. I think the Kings. I think the White Tower is being played a lot right now. Uh, I'm curious what oh, the yeah. actual stats on the choice are for it. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually a straight 50-50 at this point. Um, but I, I definitely because I mean, it, it, I think it completely comes down to how you want to play. I think I think it says something that these two landmarks are now so like the choice. And for me, it used to be automatic. You know, I used to always go King's Palace. White Tower was an absolute joke. I made fun of people who did it now. Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards White Tower more often, assuming I have another TC. I guess if you're going to TC into White Tower, that's that's a strat. I guess it really depends on what strat you're playing, though. <clears throat> Oh, yes, sir. You go. I was going to say, I was thinking coming from like the, the caster point of view, because I watch so many pro level replays, I almost never see the White Tower, almost ever. Yeah. So I think it's also has to do with like it, it scales in terms of how mm. effective it is on the ranking side of things, right? Because a pro, they know how to get around the stagnant tower. Yeah. But a lot of times when you're lower level, you really struggle with like, okay, I have to attack their base, but there's a White Tower. I'm scared now, I'm going to back off. Or. They have a white tower and the gold. It's pretty much useless. I, I think in terms of like what the actual correct answer is, is I think Beal 
Neil brings up a great point with in terms of like why not both, and the uh-huh. pros can utilize the why not both aspect because they just they can handle it. Yeah, I think the White Tower provides that like safety net, and also it's the everything. Like it just provides you production, safety, tempo. It provides a little bit of everything. So at a lower level, a landmark that can provide more is better. But a straight eco landmark that can provide tempo is probably gonna be better in the higher levels. Yeah, because they, the they know how too. to deal with it. Yeah, and in the long, I do agree with that about Beal saying like in the long term, if you're playing for a longer game, uh, that extra landmark just pop right there, like going into Castle Age, is huge because then you are that eco, that secure eco. I mean, English doesn't like print out villagers, but that's going to help you keep up with like anything. I mean, that'll help you keep up with like a, uh, a Chinese player, maybe not a Chinese player, but like most, most two civ TCs, like that's going to help you keep in the game and keep up economically as well. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. And I mean, a big thing is how you use the white tower. So when I'm, yeah. when I'm talking about the white tower, I am no, not using it defensively. The white tower for me is. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. If you're I putting it in your base, like right behind your base, putting it on somebody else's face. You like that's where the white tower goes. You make a statement. You you pump out knights or siege from it immediately. Yeah, Um, yeah, I agree. Because that is white tower is a close out the game landmark. Um, Mm -hmm. King's Palace is. I don't think I can win within the next five to ten minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know English excels in the late late Imperial Age games too. You know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would still say I would still say when you age up, you're you're not using the stone for a second TC. You should be getting stone then for just a regular keep because that uh, network of citadels is still, even though it's been nerfed, still uh, a big enough swing. That's where you're getting your uh, military advantage from as an English player. And I definitely totally. think that you got to be keep building those towers. You got to keep building, like getting the keep up. You got to you got to play to the strengths of the sim, and I definitely think that's one of them. Yeah, I agree. I think Dale kind of hit it on the head. It's, it's, it's more situational. I yeah. feel like, I mean, like you said, I mean, if you think you can end the game within like five minutes, yeah, drop that sucker right on them. Just drop it off. You know what I'm saying? Get out of, uh, get out of Treb or some type of production. But I, if you ask me, I think King's Palace is better. Like, I mean, I just, you know, if I play English, it's just like, if you, if you go White Tower and you're not like, and the game goes on for another 10, 15 minutes, you're behind now. Yeah, it doesn't even like, yeah, like yeah, like you're like, oh, I thought maybe this is okay. It's not over yet. Okay, now you're now you're struggling to get a second TC. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially especially depending on who you're playing. If you're playing Abbasid, you know they're about to have TC galore. Yeah, and you know it, it you, really comes you, down to kind of like yeah, like, like an Abbasid player, you're not going to want to do that unless you know you're going to go all in and crush them right then. Exactly. Uh, for like definitely. against HRE though. I could see mm, it being viable. Right, though, yeah. I, 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 yeah. That's how they beat yeah. me on Hill and Dale. And I was really shocked because mm-hmm. I was like, that's just not something I'd seen before. And it worked really well to have a forward base, take map control. So I, I, I do think, both, I really think good. both landmarks are really good. Yeah. yeah, I would put both landmarks in either like A or S tier area. Like I, I really would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the English Castle just got actually, I think, more viable. I think it's pretty good. It always gets get mocked. Because mm-hmm. uh, pretty much had a really weak second t- free second mm-hmm. TC or a tower or a you know a keep that pretty much didn't do much, it just kind of sat there and it wasn't even that good at defensively. But now I think I mean people mock English Castle but I think English Castle is pretty good now. Yeah, I agree. The that they're both they're both really good options. Whatever is all situational, however you want to play. Yeah. All right, we got one more Reddit post before we take a quick break and then come back to our main discussion topic. 
this one's uh, actually from our friend Amaranth. Uh, this is this is I know who this is the actual Amaranth uh, cast for Rising Empires. So confirmed sure. they mentioned this. So uh, and it's the title. This is a way to bring in more casual players. And this is a long post. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but essentially uh, the too long don't read didn't read was add an assisted mode to quick play to help reduce the skill ceiling while people get into the game and add a co-op game mode that doesn't require crazy game knowledge like a castle slash city defense mode. Um, mm. I like the idea of like a city defense mode, like a kind of a zombie style where they just kind of attack you and siege. And you're just kind of working on, you know, battling your units less than worrying about your your resource management and just kind of getting used to the, the flow of the game. And the assist mode's interesting. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Basically, the the summarize it is is saying that the skill ceiling is just so high for new players, uh, and casual play really kind of is off putting unless you really really dive in and do some research and learn the game. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. Empire Wars does try to bridge this gap, but still requires a similar level of knowledge and whatnot. Um, and they mentioned this would be only for quick match, but would give new players a chance to kind of start jumping straight in. And essentially, your TCs would basically produce villagers automatically. Uh, and then you'd be able to kind of prioritize each resource as high, medium, low, zero, and the villagers would then kind of distribute from the town center accordingly. Um, and also an auto retreat on attacked villagers like the AI does when you attack um, and stuff like that. I don't know how I feel about this personally, because I feel like I, I, I'm vacillating back and forth at these kind of ideas, because on the one hand, we want this to be more open to more casual players. But on the other hand, if you're learning the game, I, I feel like those are some of the fundamentals of the game that everyone needs to learn. And the sooner you get those in your habit into like the muscle memory habit, mm-hmm. the better. So I yeah. don't know. You know, actually, this brings up a good question. And I think this will be more revealed come out, come next month, maybe during Gamescom. But I think uh, I really want to see how the casual player base kind of increases when the game goes to consoles and gets controller support. Because they kind of have built in implemented like how Agent Parts 2 did where they had built in um, built in basically assist it's like like you know obviously with the controller you don't have all the functions of the keyboard so some things that we have to worry about on keyboard are kind of implemented into the ui itself like you know like if you want to move villagers from one resource to another you just say i want villagers over this resource and the game will automatically move villagers like i think i think once the game introduced controller play i want to see how different you know, the more casual market comes. Cause I mean, this learning all the hotkeys and control groups like is difficult. And I do believe that even controller play will be at a significant disadvantage, but I do believe it will also appeal more to casual players. Yeah. It's really interesting how AW2 does it, where you basically just pick like, okay, I want 10 on food, 12 yeah. on wood. And then the villagers sort of move themselves mm-hmm. over to the right nodes. Um, which is, it's neat, um, but it's not, yeah. it makes it easier, but it's also super, like, inefficient, where you don't have the direct control, so you're mm-hmm. still at a disadvantage to anyone who could actually, like, mm-hmm. who can raid you and, like, target specific bills and stuff like that. Oh, it's going to be a for sure ceiling on that. I'm not as familiar, Bio, for, like, when they auto-move over, like, in Age of Empires with, like, like wood, for instance, would they just move to the most ideal wood location or the closest? Like, you, you mean, do. like if you have a mine, if you have a camp up and there's like one tree left, do they all head over there? Yeah, honestly, that's a good question. 
I don't know. I haven't played the controller version. Yeah, I played for like, uh, it is super difficult. Like, I'm like, <laughs> yo, this is not easy. Like, the only thing I have like, compared this is like Halo Wars, which I played a little bit of. Yeah. And yeah, that like, was okay. It, it, I think how AOE 2 does it is like, you can almost like set an actual, you can almost like pre-implement a game plan with your controller. Like, you could say like, oh, kind of like almost like I want to focus more on like, you know, macro or like I, I could be misquoting this wrong, but I do believe I remember watching because I was actually kind of excited for some reason for the console version because I have an Xbox and I downloaded and I played literally one game and I said this is this is this is impossible. But uh, I think like you can like legitly set like there's like a uh, like a weapon wheel. You know how like RTSs or not RTSs but FPS have like weapon wheels and almost mm-hmm. the same thing for resources. So you highlight what you want to do kind of essentially and it like almost like your economy will shift around that and like it's just it i don't know if it's necessarily easier but for players that like maybe like it's a lot of this strategizing build orders little maybe kind of a lot for them and they are trying to get into it kind of late where a lot of keyboard mouse players are kind of already acclimated I think that will be, you know, and I do believe, I do agree this guy maybe more co-op modes and a little bit more modes for the casual player. But this game is very appealing and very dedicated to the ranked. I feel like this game is very centered around ranked play. And mm-hmm. obviously a lot of casual players are not, like, you know, they don't like, you know, the quick match is essentially, I'm not saying it's dead, but not a lot of people are playing quick match. And it's almost like practice, the practice mode. But uh, most players are playing ranked. Ranked means everything in this game. And I do believe they do need to probably implement something that's more centric towards, like, you know, maybe co-op or casual play because ranked mode is very intimidating and it's hard. But I think with controller play, maybe some of those, like, you know, I think even that has, like, auto-scout and all type of things on controller play where, uh, you know, not as much... It's not, it's not much APM intensive where you can kind of just let the economy kind of do its thing while you focus more on your military. Mm. We'll see though. Yeah. Um, and the post brings up like having villagers automatically be created, which is mm. really interesting uh, because so a couple of months back, I was playing an alpha test of this new RTS that's being made. It's only got a oh. like, few developers. Um, so it's like a small, small time RTS. But their villagers, like from the t- what would be the equivalent of the town center, are generated automatically at a certain interval. Hmm. So you're always like around the same vill count. And like if you if you lose villagers, you start making you start building them back up a little faster. Than, so it's sort hmm. of keeps trying to push you to having the same amount of uh, same amount of vills as your opponent. Um, I don't like, a like raid, that as much, but a raid could work. Like it'll slow down your resource generation, but eventually there's like a catch up mechanic to get you back. Yeah. Uh, Cause it is, it's looking to be like a, a really casual, uh, mythological RTS. Mm. But I thought that was a really interesting system. Like, I don't want that for, that's not going to work in age of empires. No, not at all. Yeah. That'd be uh, horrible. If you like <laughs> got nothing happened out of it, that'd be so frustrating. But I thought that was like an interesting way to tackle. Okay, part of RTS is to like the biggest thing about RTS is always create worker units. What if we just 
took that away. So you didn't have to think mm-hmm. about that. The entire time. Well, like some games rely on that far more and less. Right. Because like company heroes, that's not really a thing as much like your worker units are. It's not I mean, it's a very different type of RTS. Right. Like because I, I think in this with AU age, it's always been a resource management RTS where it's very macro focused. Your resources and your production of villagers is a huge component of the game. But like even for uh, uh, Warhammer, Dawn of War, 40,000, whatever the game I was playing, you only ever need like two or three robot workers. And then the rest is just managing, like managing your units. You can like increase the size of your squad just by clicking on the squad and saying increase the number until it caps out. But it just costs you some of your like production points, basically. So different games can tackle it very different ways. I don't know. That's interesting. Or one one more thing, super quick. Uh, Get good. Or get good. (laughs) Just learn computer in ten seconds, like a normal man. Exactly. Go ahead and get get get, start. Don't worry about this casual play. Get in the grind. Grind. You're not here to become a full time streamer playing in some finals in North and South Korea. What are you even here for? Exactly. What are you doing? If you're not going to Heidelberg next year, what are you doing? What are you doing, dude? Losing your first twenty ranked match game. It's part of it. It's part of it. It's a it's a it's an initiation process. It's like a gang initiation. I get jumped in. Gosh, that's horrible. You get <laughs> it's terrible. To to play the game. It's it, terrible. It kind of exactly. I mean, the funny it thing is, though, is. It's like that for any online game. I mean, if you haven't played Call of Duty in like years and you hop on an online game, you're just getting sniped. You're, it's so lame. You're just getting mm-hmm. like destroyed every every two seconds. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. every game has a, well, a learning curve, I think. Yeah, if you're not an FPS uh, prodigy like myself. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've been uh, humbled and called to you very recently. I'm not as good as I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, I think that's a joke why we all play this game, right? It's because none of us want to get yelled at by some 12-year-old that he's banging our Oh, moms. yeah, it's, it's a so, little rough. It's a little rough. It's a little offensive sometimes. A little yeah, bit. yeah. All right, guys. Well, shall we uh, take a quick break and then get back to our uh, our main topic? Sounds good. We haven't the main topic yet. We, we haven't. I know, right? That's good. Oof. Look at this. Oof, right. Indeed. Beyond's like, oh, I thought I was ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. Let's do it. I used to never know how to win AOE 4 games. It took me a long time to improve, but I started managing my town center and villagers better, refining my Dark Age build order. But it wasn't enough for me. I stopped kidding myself, and I got a consultation from www.morenights.com. And now, along with my other improvements, I'm also making enough knights to win the victory. If you've been kidding yourself about your game improvement, stop. Along with better macro, morenights.com has helped me improve and get to platinum. Ornites.com is Griabara approved and has shown to increase ELO on an average of 240 points. Morenights.com is not for everyone, including those who are pregnant, tilt too easily, have bad micro, or are China mains. Tell your AOE4 coach if you experience any lightheadedness, excessive tilting, or delusions of reaching Conqueror 3, as these may be side effects of one-trick pony syndrome, a common and dangerous complication. Stop using more knights if you don't know how to avoid spears or can't properly macro your villagers. If you're stuck in mid-ladder with no end in sight, don't kid yourself. Get a consultation with www.morenights.com and about using more knights.
And we're back. All right. We have a fun discussion coming up here. Uh, this one was brought to us by Beal, and I, I love this idea. What a guy. Our main, our main discussion is the things that make us tilt. And let me tell you, I don't know. I'm not the kind of guy who normally tilts too hard. I have been feeling the tilt a little bit lately. Uh, I've been trying to play more and more AOE, uh, trying to mix it in more often. I, I was on the kind of a lull after my baby was born and be getting back into it. I've been saying that for about six weeks now, I think as well, that I'm getting back into it. But, uh, but man, China yeah. gets me tilted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, they're rough. China. I've been going between like the tilt and the sulk recently. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, don't let it get you. Don't let it get you. mad or just being like, you know, this sucks. I guys. just suck. I'm not <laughs> good anymore. I don't, it why do I even have a podcast? I don't even know what this game is. <laughs> I've been there. So, so uh, what's wrong? What's up? What's China got on you, man? What's, what's going on? Sorry. I just, I, I've mentioned this so many times. Volcanic Island is, I like the map idea. I'm just, okay, here's my thing is I just, I hate that certain maps lend themselves to certain sieves. So every time I'm on Hill mm -hmm. and Dale, or every time I'm on Volcanic Island, I'm playing against a Chinese player. And, yeah. and, and that's just so frustrating because all they want to do is turtle and then send in a million nested bees or fire lancers at the very end. The fire lancers in particular, I think, is such a stupid strat. Um, <laughs> I just, nothing's more stupid than hanging back, getting crushed up front, and then trying to quickly mass produce like 50 fire lancers in the back just to go raid and just finish it off in a last go for broke attempt. It's just so dumb. Like you've been losing the game slowly. You've been turtling and just being really boring for like an hour and a half just to fire lancer everything down. It's just stupid. It's well, sock really quick. Let's get a little bit of feedback. I think one of your biggest issues here is you didn't veto. You didn't veto Volcanic Island. I've been no. telling you this right. Well, so it got so, so bad trash. that I did. I actually have vetoed it. I, I actually uh, played uh, against uh, what was the, what's when I unvetoed to do that? I think it was. But which map did I unveto? There was I, I, I made an executive choice and I did veto. Uh, volcanic island. I will not be on that map anymore. If you are on that, you'll never see me again. Sorry, <laughs> just not happening. Listen, it's okay. Sometimes you gotta take the plunge, man. I've I been, just, I played mm -hmm. probably twice, and I say, Yep, not for me. Yeah, you're out of here. You're out of here. Yeah, I wanted to just, like it so bad, too. I really did because I thought it was kind of interesting with the way the water is really small. I just the whole tree line thing where you can just chop through and then just send all the fire lancers is just stupid. And, I, and I, just, I don't think I've played anyone but China. Like four or five maps I, tr uh, tries have always been into China on that map. So I, that yeah, is, you, that you is you a weird. Win. Yeah, you had a weird thing. You keep getting China on that map. But I don't I never even played China on that map yep. before when I have played it. That's crazy how you keep getting China. I, it, that's, I think that's the real thing that's been making me tilted is I, it keeps happening that way. And I keep they, they, they keep beating me with the same <clears throat> stupid turtling strat. And I've done everything <laughs> in my mind to try and like make that work and adjust. And I even like walled off the first time I just didn't stonewall. I didn't stone off wall my stuff off. So they were able to get in my base. That's on that, that one's on me. Second time I did. And then they like just grounded me down and then they chopped through the middle and Ooh, got me. And I wasn't that's expecting awesome. that. And so I just, I'm done. I'm not doing that one anymore. That, that's my biggest, I've got yeah. some other ones as well, but that that's my, I, I've kicked this horse into the ground and it's dead. So yeah, uh, just, Volcanic Island, a uh, hybrid map where the water has no food. Dumb. The water, that's the great, I just don't understand it. Not worth I think it. That, that's like a universal tilt for all of us on Volcanic Island. Yep. 
yeah, it, it's weird because this map pool, I think, is maybe the best it's been in a while. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's great. I, I'm only using two bands. It's just Volcanic Island and Hideout. Everything else is fair game for me right now. You know what's so sad, too? I feel like uh, Lippany had the fall, so Volcanic can rise. I don't understand why Lippany isn't. Lippany's why fine. is Volcanic there? It be a perma in- inclusion into the map pool, like Dry Arabia. Lippany is yeah, like the most yeah, versatile perma. map out exactly. there. Exactly. If, if they ever get rid of Dry Arabia, never just get rid of me out. Just count me out. Exactly. Yeah, then it's if so they do good. that. If they're doing that, we'll be outside of Relic Studios. We'll be outside of Microsoft <laughs> Office. It's like, what is this? Yeah, no. Dry Rim and Lippany, I feel like should be two shoe-ins every season. Yeah. I, I, the, so. the Volcanic Island is I love horrible. Lippany. I love Lippany with a passion. Yeah, Lippany's so great. I'm an Abyssamane, so you already know me. Lippany, all those berries. Oh, what's so beautiful. I cannot Lippany's believe it. really fun, too, because I feel like the map... The generation is so different every time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. All the other random maps. That's why I uh, like it so much. Yeah. Yeah, Lippany really does feel like no game is the same twice on Lippany. Yeah, they really made him sing, but Actually, I, I guess I've got a gripe. I've got a gripe. Why, oh, is the oh, pit, why is the pit always east versus west and never north and south? Mm, I didn't even notice that. Mm. I you also that it's always the same direction, right? It's always the same direction. Or same with like Golden Heights. I didn't think about that. Yeah, Golden I Heights guess is right. always the same direction. Why does it not rotate? Hmm. Oh yeah, I, I like that. I'm not yep. lie, I love Golden Heights though. I love Golden, Golden Heights, Heights, but like Golden it Heights is the is same great. map every single time. And it I love is. it. I can't like, like that. I can't just, like that. Just rotate at 90 degrees every now and then. I mean, gosh, just put just just like there's like four different permutations you could use for this. Just rotate it and make it feel a little bit more fresh. I mean, I guess I with the like pit, there's Golden two. It's like Golden Heights is the only um, generated map that kind of spawns the same every game. Uh, kind French of French pass. Much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Free like the location of the gold nodes on Golden Heights and like deer packs and yeah, little wood lines do shift around, but it is basically it's, everything else is the same. Like the cliffs are the same and yep, stuff like that. Yep. I, yeah, that. I don't mind that, but just rotate it. Like, make, like give the make the perspective because sometimes my biggest thing, yeah, like, like the perspective on the reason Lippany feels so different is that the perspective is different every single time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're right. Like I don't know why yeah, they don't just code that. that in. I, I don't know. I, I kind of like, I hear what you're saying, but I think like I like going hide so much because it literally is like the one map you can have like a pre implemented strategy. You're 100%. Like you like know where the water is going to go. You kind of like, okay, I'm going to do this. I mean, up. it's not hard to figure out where the water is at. I mean, you just click yeah, on the spot. It's on right? top right. Like top right. You can even if it, was, if, it was, if it was like randomized where it was like it rotated every single time and it was a different rotation, like you could easily figure out where you're at based off what's around you and then yeah. move over. I don't know. I, I feel like. You can have a pre-made plan for a couple different maps. Maybe not listening, but so we're talking about going heights. I have another gripe. I guess we're just kind of we're just freeballing it. We're yeah, just throwing we're them free, in there. Just, just, just uh, salt mine all we're day. Just letting, we're just letting our hair down. All right, dude. All right, listen. And this is this is a me problem. This is a me problem. Mm-hmm. But like, and this happened to me a lot on Golden Heights and any any hybrid map. I hate the Mongols on water. I I, I don't know. Like, I hate facing them. They're pretty good. Like. I always think like if I'm playing like a, a platinum player above, I always think I'm ahead of them because they like don't go for water. At least the people I've been playing. Like I always get on water. I got free reign and I'm like, yo, okay, thanks buddy. Thanks for the water. I'll take it. And then I, and then I age, I, I have a late age up and they age up before me and they always just rush my dock. And I'm just like, oh, like they they age up before me, get me off water and have a bigger military. Like so basically their strategy is they just they let you get the water 
And then they just rush it with whatever they have, whatever kind of calorie they have, they rush it, get you off water. And now you're not only behind because you're not your fishing boats are just doing circles with question marks around them. They don't have to do it themselves. And then they just they they just bring you so easy. If you I think if you play Mongols, it's not always the best, at least scout them. Not the best idea to 100 percent go water. Because if they get you off water, they kill that dock. You are like all your food income is just gone within a blink of an eye. And a laughing roost right now. <laughs> is that what? Laughs and roost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's yeah, it's rough. It's rough. And that's probably a me problem, but I've been going through it a lot. And I've been losing it doing that. See, and that's probably play, something I gotta roost, figure out. Know, that wouldn't be a problem, right? Right. Yeah, you're, just, you're right. And you've been you're playing right. Mongols? No, I have been playing Mongols. I have. That's my. I've been playing Mongols more this season than any other civilization. Really? I'm saying, yeah. I, I I I love Mongols. I've been Mongols. I believe are the most fun civilization in the game right now. A lot of people think they're trash. Think what they're not. They got nerfed this season. They have no knights. I don't know why. I did not realize how fun the Mongols were. Right, like, so when they suck play. again, I've got that clip. I'm going to play back for you. Oh, exactly. You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm probably going to get something I said in the past, but like right now, yo, like, I mean, I, I heard they're not really like that popular, but I have been playing a lot of Mongols. That's why I try something new this, this uh, season. And uh, yeah, the Mongols right now, they are, they are from but playing them on water though. I don't know what my problem is. They're still the second highest win rate this season. I don't think they're doing that bad, but yeah, like that's, and that's like just a little gripe. That's not even that giant deal, but like, I have to get better because I I don't really know how to like succeed on hybrid maps without going to water now. I'm so used to it. So I always I I literally lose to them. Like I don't like a definition of insanity. I literally try the same thing and they do the same thing every time. Uh beyond, what 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 do you wanna what do you gotta get off your chest? Tell us, tell us my what, biggest what, 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 my biggest <laughs> my biggest gripe slash what tilts me the most is when people go a coin flip strategy like if i scout it i win but if i miss the scout or i miss the slight timing then they win and i think what oh, particularly yeah. right now is like on hill and dale with trading mm. so if you scout it early on it's going to be game over because you can send sapahi over there whatever you need to go take care of it but if you just accidentally miss it or like you just like like you wouldn't expect like uh, like on my stream two weeks ago like some english went early trade and i just oh. didn't think to check because like oh. i was like why would an english play and then they started walling off i was like what the hell are they doing <laughs> oh, no. and then i realized <laughs> and obviously alcazad is in my chat just roasting me like just stop it i'm like okay i try i thank you i'm trying my best but i can't <laughs> but it's like those are the those strategies that like if they scout it, it's all over. The big risk those, and reward. Those pass. strategies drive me nuts because it it you win most of the time, but then the one time it beats you, you're like, I'm such an idiot. How did I lose to that? Mm. It drives me nuts. I don't think I've ever seen an English freighter before. That's what I'm saying. That's I what I'm saying. It. I was like, <laughs> what are you all doing? Time. All time. You can that's do a it. unicorn. <laughs> all time. That's a, that's why that map is for sure vetoed for me. Anytime all it's on the map. It's out of here. <laughs> that's it's crazy. Um, English trader. What does that even look like? I've never seen an English trader in my life. It looks it's like a long bows behind. It's like longbows behind wooden walls. And you have no idea what's going on back there. And then all of a sudden you run a sapahi through the front door. 
and you realize that they've been trading and they're they're fat they're like cast legend like eight minutes oh that's so Ooh. oh that wouldn't do yeah that would aggravate me to know and then a white tower and stone walls start appearing around your base it's yeah, wild yeah. yeah you might get in that chat and yeah, say I, I something that, replay. that sounds hilarious wow <laughs> just, I, i'll be so upset it was painful you can watch my vod if you want and you can uh, also I'm see I'm the I'm chat sitting a roast it's, it's pretty good to. i hate that's barbican rough. rushes I think they're oh, dumb. They never win. They never work. Even in low ELO legends, I remember casting Barbican rushes that have failed. And then like, like, like really good rush, but they just, it's such an annoying tactic because all it does is annoy you. Um, and they don't ever win anyways when they do it. It's just, it's just annoying. So I, I think the, I think that, and I think a dark age rush, I got dark. I played Ottomans once and got dark age rushed oh. by English. And I oh, yeah, never hated English more than when I was getting Dark Age rushed because all I could do was produce spears and they had the they, they villager rushed me basically and hit, sat on my gold and I had I could do nothing about it. And then the dude started taunting me in chat and that like <sighs> oh, I was so I was just trying to keep my cool, but I was just so angry. He was just being such a prick. And I was like, come on, dude, like what could I have done? Like genuinely. Yeah, fine, I'd be a Find an IP address. You need to. Hey, honestly, I'm so excited here. I see Bill putting the outline. Just I know, guess. guess. I, I, I want like, to sure. see. I'm just, I've been trying to cook up my head. Like, hmm, was when your when your Metzer gets killed or something? You auto main. <laughs> what is it, dude? Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So originally, yeah, the discussion topic was going to be yeah things that make us tilt, whether or not it's a sieve or a tech or a unit. Portability. Um, so yeah, take just guess which one tilted me so hard to uh <laughs> come to you with this. Now Juganus Jugnus are annoying, I mean, but you can beat them. They're annoying, but they're very annoying. I mean, they're not my number one thing today. There's something I can live with. I'm trying to think of an auto main. Uh, it's not okay. necessarily to uh to Ottomans. Uh, okay, I do. I was in your t- Twitch chat for a little bit today, and I did see somebody try literally building a keep right on your TC. Now it's very yeah, keep drops like a really aggressive keep drop could be annoying. No, because I'd be a real hypocrite. Oh man, is an Ottoman? What? What are Ottomans really like? Okay, I see. Uh, say it's not you, Ottoman. Hey, hey, I bet I got one. I got one. I bet you probably really tilt when someone rolls up three Springgolds and snipes your siege from under your nose. I mean, I I do. Uh, I think, I think, I think, I think, uh, but the one, so the one that got me, cause this was a couple weeks back. Um, you didn't forget. Oh, you didn't and, forget. Uh, no, cause I hate this ability. It's not a unit. It's not a tech. It's an Whoa. ability. It's, uh, Whoa. automatic repairs makes me monitor every time oh. HRE pops it. And it's oh. on such a short cooldown. So like, if you're trying to torch down something, it, oh. it, like by the time you get it down to like one fifth health, they can hit it again. Cooldowns off, and they can just hit it. They again. need to increase oh, the yeah. cooldown on that for sure. That's, yeah, that's like wild. That's funny. nothing makes me. I never would have guessed more that. mad than like a relic in a tower. Says the HRE main exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, moved over, I moved over to the dark side on this one. I love that ability. Of course you I do. Feel like, I feel sense. like I, I feel like I hit it, and my thing still gets crumbled to dust like a minute second. It's like a second later, anyways. I feel like I hit it, and it still just gets torched. But, yeah, I want. Bill, I agree with you. I wanted to hear Sigerton try to just <laughs> defend this dark arts. He's like, it's, oh yeah, I think, I think it's good. It's one of those things that gets forgotten by so many people so it often. Does. So I, I feel like 
I feel like it's underused, actually. I mean, even I tend to forget about it sometimes. It, it just, you don't use it too often, and it doesn't... I guess if you use it really well, it can make a big difference. Oh, it sure can. Like, because I already hate <laughs> static defenses. Like, they're... Oh, that's true, that's they true. understand why, why they're in the game, and they make sense, and, like, they're a good part of the game to have. It's just not something... Like sieging a keep is not something I particularly find interesting. I like more raiding. Like I play mm-hmm. Ottoman. I want to get Sapahi on your villagers. That's fun to me. Uh, but of course, trying to take down a some sort of static defense, putting like sacrificing some units to do torch damage. You've got like two trebuchets on a keep, so eventually it's going to go down. But two trebuchets on HRE keep. I'm pretty sure they can With a just auto repair that yeah. forever. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, sir. I agree with you on that one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I can see that being annoying. Agreed. I agreed. It is. I think. I think any feudal because you oh, are no. like pretty feudal aggressive, aren't you, Bill? Like with the Ottomans. Oh yeah. Yeah. Plus, yeah, so I think, I think costs nothing. Yeah, I think anything that's like feudal. Yeah, that's also to it costs. Yeah. Less Why does it cost nothing? Yeah, that is weird. I think it needs to be a little something, a little mm-hmm. gold or something. Free, I mean, the only trick is is it has to be connected to a town center somewhere and in that network. But HREs don't move yeah, out. HRE. Yeah, they don't move yeah, out. It's yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty easy to do that. Pretty easy to accomplish that. You know, you know hey, actually, I got one. This, this one, I think this is like something I think just everyone can relate to. Oh, okay, really quick. This, this one gets me hot and bothered. This one gets me... Okay, so like you ever just like try to like you try to do like a unique scouting path and oh. you're running at an angle and then as you're running you start you see the enemy scout and you see all the sheep behind them so you realize the whole time you're I'm following the same route <laughs> there is nothing more infuriating than realizing that oh i've been just following the enemy scouts like he's really getting everything everything i've been doing he's everything i wanted he got it before me and he's just looking back at me like hey buddy that's the guy who named the podcast the extra sheep I Ugh. loathe when this happens. This is like, I, I get so in my head. Like when I'm doing it to the other person, I, I'm like on cloud nine. But oh, when beautiful. it happens to me, I, I get so in my own head about it because I just know I chose. Like, it's like, what could I have done different? Right. I just chose the wrong scouting pattern. But like, yeah. you can't really know because you have to go out and scout it. So like, what, what can you do other than just already know what the map's going to look like and know where the sheep are? That yeah. little bit of random generation drives me bonkers when it doesn't feel right. Just like you just gotta just like there's really nothing to do. There's no way to really fix it. I mean, they say like they have different like I just I honestly hate when the enemy scout just scouts my base really early and takes all my sheep. I get so I'm like, dude, this is not no, this is not for you. This is for me when I come back. Like, what are you doing over here? That's why I like, have the habit actually of, of <laughs> scouting around my base more and getting all those sheep first. I yeah, have it just habit, like, because I I have lost so many sheep to that. I think anything with a scout can just be very infuriating. I mean, like. I remember uh, when I was when uh, mountain clearing was a big thing, and it first got added to the map pool. I didn't realize how small the map was, and I sent the I sent my scout right. And John, are you talking about you know grub sheep grub hub? I sent my <laughs> scout right to the. I I might as well click this TC. Like I didn't I realize I sent my scout right to it. I got all the sheep around my base and went to his TC. I just quit. I said, yeah, man, GG, bro. Whatever, dude. I'm out of here. Like I sent my scout right to him. I dropped off like a sheet right to him. Because all the sheep on that clearing are right at your TCs. Yeah, I didn't realize. I did not realize that it was that small. Here, like, take really, one too. And then what made what made it very upsetting is that all you put in the chat was a smiley face. 
And I was like, all right, <laughs> you know, you're a funny guy, huh? I'm out of here. <laughs> and he decided um, I'm I've got, I've got so a like, tilt. I hate oh, how oh. fast Chinese can drop keeps. Oh, of course. A build I think you hate China. You hate China, dude. Everything you said is China. I think you just hate China. Actually, <laughs> I'm pretty frustrated. I was pretty frustrated with uh, at uh, uh, Roos as well. Roos being just oh, able yeah. to produce the gremlins and just have no answer. In, uh, the fact that they're just that overpowered in every way is infuriating to me. But yeah, Roos is really... The Chinese build really speed is, I think, atrocious. It is pretty wild. It's kind of like a bittersweet thing. It's kind of like part of their charm, but it's also yeah, a little annoying. But it's just, it's a little too much, I think. It doesn't need to be that excessive. Yeah, they are. Like, if but it was, they, an ability, they, if it was like a research ability, I'd feel a lot better about it. Hmm. Okay, I see you saying. So, like, maybe a unique upgrade to uh-huh. China where they're yeah. good. Yeah, that would, yeah, be, so that would they, be a lot better. So, you can get it passively from the start. Yeah, because they've already got so much going for them. That'd be a huge nerf. That'd be a huge nerf. They've already got so much going for them because they can build every single landmark. Yeah, that would I mean, be a huge nerf for them. Though. Dude, people in China mains would be so upset. Like, dude, like that. I feel like that's like a so much part of charm, like the charm of China. It's one like, of the just dumbest traits, though, inside. because it just lends to more turtling. You know, well, that's what I was gonna or, say. They need it for turtling for their walls and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just I like, mean, when I was gold one. I remember losing on Hill and Dale to just a Chinese player who feudal walled me in. Like immediately. Feudal walls and I feel you beyond that. I've been I've been had as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we all it have, hasn't happened to me in a while, but like that was huge amounts of tilt. Dude, feudal stone walls. I think I think there we go. There we go. Feudal stone walls should not be a thing. Yeah. Tournament standard is castle age. I don't know yeah. why they don't just make the game just always be just feudal stone walls are not a thing. Like it just shouldn't be a thing. It's stupid. Everyone, I think everyone's wondered that. Like, why don't you just move it to Castle Age? Like, right? No one. Like, it makes so much more sense, you know? Yeah, it makes way more sense. I don't know why. Like, it just like I feel like like feudal age stone walling is so rude. It's like, whoa, what are you doing? Like, it's just rude. It's like it's like a it's like a just a consideration thing. Like, what do you mean, man? I guess what, the devs what, must what have put in thinking again. I keep bringing this up, but I guess they must have thought that siege towers would be a thing. Yeah, and I guess yeah. that I mean, would it, be the answer. It was, but it was for a minute, and it was horrible. Like it was so, it was really strong. It was like really overpowered. I remember, like I remember uh, this is when I first started watching Pro Age Empire players. Like Soami, he was huge with that. Like he would just. You would build a stone wall and build like a stone tower right on top of it, right on top of your gold. And the sprinkles would just kill everything in like two shots, if or not one. Like Guys, it would really just nothing about to do. How good we'd be. Can you imagine taking all of us and dropping us back into like season one? Oh, I think about think that all the like, time. Do you think we'd like sweep everyone up with some of our build? I guess no, things were so different though. Huh? No, yeah. I don't want to play the sprinkles <laughs> match. Don't make yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a don't little make different. Me play that. Well, Maybe like season two. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I wonder if like our stats like, would be like, better then. Back some of them would. New to the game. I don't know. Some of them would. Some of them would. Some of them wouldn't. Like the game had something. The game had some problems early on. Let's be honest. Like I want to think. Like I literally. This is how. This is how delusional I can be. I was literally watching like a old like like it was like I woke up and it was like YouTube automatically played like an old like tournament between like the Viper and like somebody and I'm watching like I ought to beat that guy. I ought to beat him. I ought to beat him with that. Like I'm thinking in my head like I ought to beat the Viper. With my skill knowledge now I ought to beat him. But I don't think still. I don't think I don't think that 
I hear you saying, and I want to believe that you put me back in time with all my knowledge of the game. I don't now, know that I'd be any better. Yeah. Saying, yeah, I think I would still be. Uh, I think I'd still be pretty trash, and I'm, that's gonna hurt my feelings. I didn't want to know. In my brain, it's put me back in 1999. Let me play AOE two online with everything <laughs> I've learned from RTS. There we go. There we I go. Win that. There you go. Now that's now. Now you're talking. And I know if Coach would have put me in the end of state, we we we've gone to state. Put me in fourth quarter. I'd have gone on to the NFL. Exactly. <laughs> But if I didn't know what I know now, then I would have started my YouTube channel at the beginning. And I'd probably oh, yeah, that's the right difference, now. right? If I didn't know go. now, yeah, I would have go. gotten on the streaming way, way earlier. Exactly. Uh, you did to me. I'd be, I'd, be like, I'd be like, all right, guys, listen, I got a prediction. Somewhere later on, they're going to do, they're going to implement Ottomans and Mali. And I just think I, I got it. I'm going to be sitting there playing. I'm going to be trying to beat. I'm going to use my timeline abilities to uh, just completely just have in, uh, accurate predictions. And act like I'm just a genius. That's how I would do if I went back in the day. I'm trying to think. Oh, you just Great. mentioned Malians. Now I'm thinking about more uh, things that took Dude, Malians uh, took oh, yeah, Malians a big all one. All day. All day. That sieve still belongs in a dumpster. Yeah. So, Farimba, like, oh, it yeah. is to, like, fight and get a feudal army advantage. And then as soon as they hit castle, they can invest their gold so into just massive counters of what oh. your feudal army is. And then outmass your units within like a few minutes. Yeah, mm, <laughs> just it sucks. They just uh, like they can just fund their military with such a small economy, such a tiny economy. They can get their military going. So yeah. that's what you feel. You just blink and their army count balloons. Yeah, like yeah. I, you watch the you watch the games back. Like, like you'll look at it and you'll they'll be on like fit. Like I remember one game I played with the abs against the Marlins and like, dude, I was at like 112 economy and there are like 53 with 90 military. I was like, how do you have so much military off this little bit of villages working? But that Farimba don't joke, man. That Farimba, hmm. it's gotten nerfed though. It's gotten nerfed, so it's not as bad as it used to be. Because it used to be legitimately broken. Uh, yeah, it used to be broken, it's but now it, it's like a gentleman's agreement across everyone that like we just no one touches Marlins anymore. Like most people, people just kind of have let it laid off it a little bit. Well, it actually people are starting to play like it's more accepted now. At one point in time, especially the pro level, like no one played modeling. It was like a respect thing. But with the nerves to the scouts, because that's because the scout meta was so ridiculous. Oh, but yeah. We, warrior scouts were. Just yeah. Insane. Warrior scouts. Yeah, they got nerfed and they you know they're slower now and, and uh, something else. I can't remember. But so modelings are uh, they're acceptable. They you just got to know how to play them. They're just you, you can't you can't let them go too crazy on gold. If you let them go crazy on goal, you're just you're just feeding them. You're letting them you're letting them feast. I used to talk like pretty that. hard about them back in their heyday with the. I mean, I, as a big English guy back then, I I used to just pull my hair oh, out yeah. trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, they are. Remember, they also had that like a uh, broken build where like they just they went for Rimba and they go with the cow boom. I forgot they call it, but basically you can just like mm. spam out like the Musafari warriors are like in such high. Like you just spin out so early, like it was just the most broken build in the game. I don't know who even promoted that, but it was horrible. Absolutely, so sad. It was just, but like, but it got nerfed pretty quick, and then it went from that to the scout build, which was maybe worse. Those scouts have been such a hated Civ for so long. Yeah, they're coming. They're coming around a little bit. But I like they, the design. Yeah. I do like the design. I just don't like how different their units are from everything else. I feel like that is just a detriment yeah. to the game that they're so so unique. You think it's a detriment? Like, I I think it's just it's it's a detriment in that 
it breaks the mold of what all the other like all the rock, the rock paper scissors of the game is broken with the Malians. Like I know technically they have counters, but they kind of break that system a little bit. Whereas like the Mongol or Ottomans were a new sieve that fit in the mold of the rock paper scissors, and I feel like they've been fully embraced by the community in that way, right? Mm-hmm. Malians, right. I feel like break that mold enough that it just like they're like the javelin throwers. It, it, it's just their counters are not. Their, their units are, are very similar looking and yeah, they're hard to distinguish. And I think I, I just I just feel like they break that mold a little too much to feel like they actually belong still. Mm-hmm. They are. They, they're, they're a learning curve uh, civilization to face for sure and play. But I, I, I like them in the game. They are they are the most unique sieve, especially with their units. I love like their houses. So, I love their keeps. I love like the aesthetic of what they have got a lot. Oh, yeah. And I like that we have a, an African sieve. I, I really do like all those things that that brings to the table. I just wish that the play style was a bit more intriguing and more enjoyable. Yeah, it's probably enjoyable playing as them, if you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's how I feel them. about China. I mean, I, I hate playing against China, but playing as Chinese is kind of fun. They're difficult, but you know, if you can figure they're, out a way to play. Difficult, but they're so versatile, though, that you can do so much with oh, yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, like I said, I think civilizations like that that really kind of break the mold and that have that like three star difficulty. All the three star difficulty uh, civilizations are like really different. That's probably why they get three stars. But I, I, I think they're good for the uh, I'm bugging on the word that makes AOE uh, four so popular, but makes them different. Like you know, what, what the any civilization that stands out, I think is especially good for spectating, but it's good also for like. It's a learning curve, but you know, once you once you break past that, it's pretty it's pretty good to be in the game. Anyone else got any other tilting things they want to spout out now? Oh yeah, listen. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, I got my ass kicked by two TC song multiple times this morning. Uh, Oh yeah, feels bad. When I was able uh, in the second game, I was actually able to take down the second TC, but I still lost. And in the first game, I got their second TC down to like one-fifth health uh mm. and then they fought me back and i could never catch up mm. yeah two dc songs that's rough it's, it's just rough to play against <laughs> <laughs> now nah, two cc song is also that right there is not a joke i think so, like you don't struggle with zoom new bill like I, I hate them so i mean I I, I, but like uh that's ottoman sapahi with a meta reinforcing mm. to say yeah uh, they're annoying when i'm if chasing off the relics to... but once i get met at arms and some horsemen on the field i i usually clean them up pretty quick the tricky That's... part is to just deal with their spears as well yeah yeah they're always gonna mix in spears so it does turn into that micro battle of can you get your archer yeah. on their spears but protect your archers with your sapati that's why i like my arms yeah it's crazy. I'm looking at China. I see some of the things that just drive me nuts. They're, like, they're one of the most, I mean, there's been a joke, and we've, we've mentioned this. This joke has been yeah. ongoing on this podcast, and it's been throughout Rising Empires. I know Askeladd and 104 Tim both just loathe, loathe China. And I think Caleb, to a certain degree as well, we all just like loathe playing against China. It's just like, uh, like, they've just got so many crazy. annoying things. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, look at the actual statistic of them, like, rank 1v1. Like, actually, not that great. Like, yeah. They're the least. They lose. They have a losing record against every civilization. 
it's well, insane. I think it's like, kind I'm of like what right Beyond now. was saying. Like as far as now, not that they have a bunch of coin flip uh, things, but a lot of their stuff feels kind of like that, right? Like they're gonna turtle up two DC yeah. and just kind of go for that. If you don't catch it fast enough or don't react, they're just gonna boom and go nuts. Or if they are walling you in or trying to do some sneaky walling, they'll you don't catch it, you're just done. Or if they drop a keep, if you don't immediately spot it, it's just up. Like there's just a lot of things that they can do. That I just want to know what I'm it. missing. What am I missing? Every single level, China at the lowest win rate. Like how who are beating these Chinese players so well? Like when I play China, I suck every time. Well, like I think that's what, that's why, right? Like it's hard to pick up China, mm-hmm. but if you oh. just focus at China, like because how I usually do like stats for like my channels and stuff like that mm-hmm. is always do conquer and above, because mm-hmm. then it's like what's they're playing the best version of China versus yeah. the others, and China is very very good in specific maps and specific matchups. So yeah. they just they're very very good. If someone knows what they're doing and they pick the right map. Like China can be pretty much unbreakable on certain things. So like it's hard to understand them from the stats unless you pull the map and like the the rank breakdown too, because they're really hard to pick up. So they they get a lot of free losses at the lower levels because people don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's like it's Volcanic like, Island. It's like going into Volcan. I've only I've only ever played against China and lost because they it just works really well. Mm-hmm. They turtle yeah. up and then they can chop through the middle and then put up a great wall, gate, great wall, gatehouse, and then fire lancer in. Like they can, it's just hard to beat. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize China was struggling so bad on the. I thought China was doing a lot better, I but mean, like China even on like an above. open map, China on like a dry Arabia against a French player, I'll take I'll take that any day. I'll, I mean, I'll win all yep. day if I'm playing French on an open map. I am thrilled when I get China because I know how to box them in. Yeah. I still struggle. I don't know. I guess I just suck in China. Yeah, well, that's why, like, so Altai, like French Pass, all those kind of maps you turtle, China just goes goes nuts. Which yeah, I, that's another thing I don't love. I don't love when civs are only good on certain maps. That, yep. that, that, yeah. that irks me a little bit. Roos used to be that way. Now they're just good everywhere, but... Yeah, yeah. they're just they're just nasty at every map now. Yeah, Roos Roos is, like, they did legitimate, like, roller coaster. Like, they were, oh, they were really good kind of when the game started, and then they, like... But I guess when TC got nerfed, they really dipped like really bad. And I feel then like now they've been on the up and up for a while, though. They've been on yeah, they have, the yeah. upper levels of play, like up in the Diamond and Conquer range. Roos has been up there for multiple seasons in a row. Like they took a small hit with the, uh, like you said, with the change of the, the 2TC build. But mm-hmm. man, they have been getting just better and better and better. And they are like hands down the best Civ in the game right now. Oh yeah, was that because I think uh, what happened was like because uh, like once they they did a lot of nerfs to the roost. Like you used to be able to get gold from your sheep. You uh, used to be able to tether animals with you. You can just tether wolves and then bring them near TC, and your TC would kill them and it would get you all the bounty. Like you could do the roost used to be crazy, and they nerfed all of that. The roost sucked, but then what they what they did they just made that Kremlin good. And then once that Kremlin became good, and people found builds on that Kremlin. That Kremlin's insane. Like then they yeah, they really like are it. just out. There's just nothing yeah. like it. Kremlin's dope. Kremlin's dope. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking at so much China. I have so much tilt, but just try, like just the granaries. Like I know, like it's not like when they get the granaries online. I don't like they're so good that makes me tilt. And it's and nested bees. I, I 
I hate Nest to be so much. I okay, I love the sound that they make. I really oh, do. they're amazing. Like the sound design and the visual design of the Nest um, to Beast is so good. But yeah, they the shred. Great hat, the keep house. That thing is just magic to the ear. Oh, it's yeah. awful when you're facing it, but like it's so nice to hear. Mm-hmm. I do hate that great yeah. wall gatehouse though. But man, that oh, thing kicks butt. Hate. It's good though, and like I said, Nest to Beast like. It probably it probably feels so good cracking those boys off when you're playing as China. It really imagine does. Like, it really imagine does. Being like, imagine being off screen looking at your TC and you hear that go off. <laughs> you like come back to your army and like all your archers are laying in the pile. You're like, what? <laughs> and like, and uh, like, then like they're like like the main nails got nerfed, but the nest of beats is still good as they were from day one. Dude, if you want to go on the opposite of this topic and go things that make us just kind of like chef's kiss. Getting a double Manganel shot on a bunch of like unsuspecting crossbows. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's mm-hmm. music in my ears. I was going to say, we were talking about micro, and I was going to say, one of my favorite things I was going to suggest for micro is if you're microing your military and you've got kind of a castle age military, you've got, you're going against a bunch of archers and stuff, uh, definitely lead off with that mango shot. Try to get that off first before you engage, because if you can get one against this unsuspecting group of archers, that feels so good. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Sure. Also, so mango getting uh, mm-hmm. getting two mangoes in as your opponent's trying to defend themselves with a keep. They're dropping a keep in like frantic defense. Oh, and you got mm-hmm. two mangoes and just annihilate all oh, of the yeah. villagers. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> um, I've yeah. never experienced crimes, this, but, but that is I've never experienced <laughs> this. Like, I guess I guess no, you are not team. defending this. I am going to win. <laughs> um, manga die in your base manga die or horse archers oh, manga die terrible. if you want to talk about things that uh, suck or i guess this one uh, this one's like super frustrating against i've never really had it happen but it's i've seen it happen a couple times uh, in casting when you get a couple land snakes on a gold mine and they just shred all the villagers on it that's actually kind of satisfying uh, to watch them all fall down like that but man i can imagine that would make me tilted if it was happening to me oh yeah manga dies that's a big problem in team games that's how i play a team game as a mongol player like I feel like you won't see anything from them. And then you're like, I don't know, or you see a wave. You see a con with a wave of Mangadai behind him. You're like, don't do this, bro, please. And then he just breaks into your economy and kills everything. And it's just, it, Mangadai, but Mangadai are pretty weak, though, I think. Aren't they pretty they weak? They nerfed them enough. They it would have been enough, one man. of my things that makes me tilt. Yeah, they nerfed them. Yeah. yeah. At this point, they're they're horse archers or, or me more. Like Roos, horse again, Roos, you know, another civ I just love to hate on. Roos with their horse archers are, I think, more of a problem now. I barely see them. Oh, in, in team game. It's a, it's a team game kind of thing. Okay. Like late team uh, okay. games. Yeah. And yeah. in 1v1s, you're not going to see it too often. Oh, okay. No, because you're dead by the time they would come out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. It's a, I think you really just like put this probably I bet we have like a hold like we start from the very start of the episode and just list off some of the things that make you upset. You know what makes me upset? Age Empires 4 makes me upset. Exactly. <laughs> some people really that'd be their response. They'll just be like, dude, this game. They I love my favorite person that tilts in this game is a person that clearly something in their gameplay is wrong and it's called the game broke. Like I yeah. that's like my like that guy we were talking guy. about who was like super mad about HRE yeah. earlier. Dude, I've seen some people, it, nothing feels better than when you're playing something and you're doing a pretty normal run-of-the-mill strategy. And then the guy in chat starts, like, cussing at you and your mom and saying your strategy it takes oh, yeah. no skill and you're low IQ and all these random things. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah, when people tilt at me. That's probably the most satisfying, too. It's just, like, a lot of people can't take accountability just for not playing that well. Yeah. 
So they'll, they'll it's like you said, Sir Devils, uh, it'll gonna stick with me till the day I die. But we don't play this game because it's inherently super duper just fun. Like it's not, exactly. it's not what it is. We're not just here. It, there's something more to it, right? It's a, it's the challenge. That challenge yeah. is what makes us fun. And so mm-hmm. when we fail that challenge, that tilt is definitely real sometimes. And this, this is a game of milestones. Just getting, it's a lot of milestones to break in this game. You know, going Ooh. from going. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's a game of milestones, you know? So, like, that's why, like, when I hear, like, people want to play it casually, I want to be like, you know, that's cool. I get it. But I feel like you'll get way less out of the game if you don't, like, it's all about, it's like going to the gym. You're like, how do you go to the gym and just, like, lift only just one plate? Like, that's all I want. Just, I don't want to get stronger. I just want to go in there and just be able to lift this really efficiently. It's like, well, you go to the gym to eventually put on more weight. Right, right. So I imagine going to the gym now and getting like a bunch of big weight, what looks to be like really heavy weights, and put it on like the like the bar and trying to do some squats with that. Like it's really just like ten pounds. It's like, hey, there you go. Like that's that's kind of how it is. Like imagine going to the gym and you literally just like, like you like you go, you find your weight, and you're like, okay, I'm good here forever. Like I don't want to go. I'm I can not bench going press thirty five pounds all day. I can bench press the bar. I'm good. I'm good here. I can bench press the bar. I'm good. I don't, I don't, need, I don't need any more weight. I'm going to do this for the rest of my time being. So it's like, this This is why like the game isn't very casual friendly. I'll admit, but it's like, do you want to be a casual? I don't think you do. I'm telling you, if you're not going okay. to Heidelberg next year, if you're not playing hard enough. Exactly. If you're not, that's, that should be everybody's goal when they click this. My goal when I play every single quick match is exactly. I'm getting ready for Heidelberg. Exactly. <laughs> After a tournament mindset, every time you turn this game on. Gosh, I wish. I wish. Alrighty, guys. Be a lot more Shall we take a quick break and then do our uh, close out this episode with our extra sheeps? Yes, sir. Sounds, Sounds good. good. All right. Hey, Sockerton here again. Um, this is the little part of the show before the extra sheeps where I do some rambling and some housekeeping stuff. And, you know, if you've been listening to the show, you know, this is my little me time just for me and you together, the two of us. Okay. Anyways, uh, want to give a couple of shout outs to some normal people that I always give shout outs to. First of all, Beal and Sir Neville. Sir Neville's got a new microphone. I don't know if you guys can tell in the recording. You might need to dial in some settings. I thought it sounded a little bit better than his old mic did. So he's, he's up in his game, guys. He's up in his game. We're making the podcast even better. Um, big shout out again to Beyond for coming on the show today. That was, that was pretty cash money of him. We're really glad to get a guest on. Hopefully we can continue to get guests on. Um, our, our goal is to try and get one a month. Uh, so every other episode, I don't know how much that'll happen. Obviously, we've failed to do that so far, uh, but we're working on that. We're going to try and keep that going. I know that's been a big request. I'm working still on getting <laughs> these things onto YouTube. I have been really slacking on that. I said I'd do it by the end of the month, and I'm recording this little snippet right now at uh, the 31st of July, the very end of the month I said I would do it. Obviously, I've lapsed on that. Maybe I'll try and at least post this one onto YouTube, and then I'll try and get the other ones before. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll figure that out. Um, but I do want to kind of give a shout out to our Patreon peeps again. Um, I've gotten a couple more. We got a couple new Patreon people hop in and I am getting their envelopes ready right now with their goodies. I have mailed international envelopes as well. So if you're not from the States and you don't think you'd get something, that's not true. I will mail you a letter. I've even I've done some handwritten notes for some people. I haven't had the time to do that for everyone, but I've, I'm trying to, to at least make sure everyone gets the coasters and stickers. I know the coasters came out really nice and the stickers are kind of cool, too. So uh if you have given me your address, expect that in the mail. Um, I've sent most all of them. If you want to still join, I've got a whole stack. I think I've got like at least 25 plus 
uh, coasters. You can hear them right here. And here they are. I don't know if you can hear that or not, but I've got, I've got quite a couple still. So feel free to join the Patreon and I'm going to keep doing that till we run out. Uh, even if it's just like a dollar or two a month, we super appreciate it. Uh, and a big shout out to the two guys who did sign up uh, this last couple weeks. Um, I've got your guys' envelopes. I just need to actually buy more stamps. That's been on my to-do list. Uh, our post office closes right at five and I get off work at five. So it's been kind of hard to find time to go buy stamps, but I will get that done. So uh, don't you guys worry. I'm sure some of you guys might be getting them in the mail by now. Uh, I'm betting the international guys are probably going to be waiting for a little bit longer yet. Uh, snail mail is snail mail for a reason. But yeah, that's been really fun. I'm really excited that we've got that out there for you guys. Um, some other shout outs. I got to do my my typical Rising Empire shout out. Uh, we've mentioned Rising Empires on the show today again. I don't, think, I don't think we go a week without talking about them in some shape or form. It's been a big, big part of our community and how we got into this game. Uh, if you are a low level player or if you're really high and you can maybe go to the War Chief Club, if you're in that upper Ecleons of Diamond and Conqueror, uh, you could do that. But if you're you're in like a plat range, diamond range, even if you're down to silver or bronze, you can hop in. It's free tournaments. Lots of fun. Great community. I highly recommend you check out the discord and get involved in a tournament. It's a way fun. Um, also, the great bar. We mentioned that on the show again as well. If you have not joined that, that's a great place to find other people who are playing. Usually there's like always someone on. Um, almost all times of day. I've been actually shocked at the times and hours that some of those degenerates play. It's insane. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they have the time. But there's like always someone. So if you're looking for someone to hang out and maybe play uh, some 2v2s or 3v3s or just other team games or even some free-for-alls, that is the place to go. Like seriously, go check them out. They're super cool, super great. Uh, Sir Neville studded it. Oh, I'm getting close on a year now, aren't we? Getting kind of around that horn. Uh, but yeah, definitely check them out. They're great. Um, Another shout out to my wife for all the support with the kids as I've been recording this. Uh, and I think that's about everything I needed to do. I'm trying to think. Um, oh, I, I want I don't know if I mentioned this in the actual main episode, but I wanted to mention this um, for the first time. And I, maybe I did mention this in the episode. I'm recording this little piece the day after is usually how I do it as I'm actually editing the episode and getting ready to post it here. Um, but I noticed I got noticed uh, in the game. I was playing AOE. Uh, I was queuing up and in the chat, someone's like, yo, are you the Socrates who's on the podcast? And I was like, well, yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> super cool. He, the dude, he played Mollians. I forget his name. Uh, he beat me. It was on Golden Heights. He did a good job. Uh, it was, I, I held on longer than I thought. It was like my first game back in a long time. Um, so it was kind of a, I, I won the next couple after that. So I felt, felt good. But uh, he beat me after a, a pretty fun match against Mollians. And I don't say that very lightly, but it was actually pretty enjoyable. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of cool. We're getting noticed. That means that means that you guys have been spreading the word. Uh, the show is getting some some traction. Uh, I've seen the numbers. We've got, I mean, we've we've passed five thousand all time downloads, which means every episode has gotten around four hundred downloads and listens, which is which is a lot. I mean, it's just four hundred of you guys at least listening to this, uh, which is just kind of awe inspiring to me. So really appreciate you guys and your listening. I hope this is uh, of some value to you guys. Uh, we're definitely gonna keep working on the show and making it good. And uh, yeah. Thanks for thanks for being a part of the extra sheep community. We we welcome all of you and you wonderful scouts. So I think that's it on my part. I've gone on long enough. Let's get back to the show and the extra sheeps. All right, we're back. Time for some extra sheeps. This is the part of the show where we each share an extra sheep, a little tidbit thing about life, AOE, or I don't know, poetry. What else can we? We can talk about anything. It can be anything. It's an extra sheep, you know. It's poetry. Poetry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that has not happened yet. But 
Uh, you know that moment when you're just scouting and you think you've gotten them all, then you find that last one. This is that part of the show where, you know, we've already gone for like two, almost three hours. So this is that last little bit. Um, I'll go ahead and lead us off today. Um, guys, I've been, I, I, I would never have said I was an HRE main until the last like month. Um, but now I think that's definitely where I am at now. I definitely am 100% nature an main right now. Um, maybe not 100%, but like I'm, I'm playing HRE. I have been sleeping on land snakes. The land connects, uh, if you don't know, are, uh, units that cost a lot of gold, a little bit of food, and you get them in castle age from, uh, HRE. They're only exclusive to HRE. And essentially they are the spin to win, uh, guys. They have area of effect damage that they have a big old sword big plume on their helmets they swing a big area of effect they can hit multiple units at once they're like one of the only units that can do this i think the only unit that i know of that does it like this um so they're very unique very fun they are detrimental to like a group of villagers like two hacks and you're like there's 10 10 dead bills if they're on gold like literally i've seen that happen um they're really good at just taking out low level uh weak units in mass they're kind of weak though they're the trade-off is they're kind of weak so I, I never I've never built a ton of them. I usually have leaned into just going mass men at arms. Uh, I was on Golden Heights. Against a French player, um, he did not ever contest water, so I was already kind of up a little bit. But because of that, he had a very fast feudal timing. So my feudal timing was a little bit slower, but my castle age time was pretty quick. So there's a window there where I was really nervous, you know, because French can have knights in their base at like five and a half minutes. Right. And I was still I was just getting to feudal at that time. So he had a window. I was a little worried because he didn't contest the water. And I was like, oh, crap. OK, he may, he might be going for a timing push here. He kind of was. Um, but I was able to build out a bunch of spears. I had the foresight to build a barracks, pump up some spears. You know, that's what I can do in Dark Age. So I was able to hold off the knights. And I was actually playing, I think, really well, all things considered. Held off the knights. He was building quite a bit of them. I knew I knew this was going to happen. I knew that eventually because he saw my spears. The next the next thing that French is going to do is, of course, build an archery range, right? You're going to start putting out some bows, take out the spears so the knights can get to the builds. Um, so I put down, a, I, I built some horsemen of my own um, to counter that, but I also keep putting down some more barracks. And once I get up to castle age, he starts going for some heavy crossbows as well. He's going very heavy crossbows. So my men at arms aren't going to be very useful. Um, so I'm going pretty heavy spears. I've got a couple of men at arms, a couple of horsemen, and then I've got, uh, I start adding land snakes in. And I had a lot of spears, like a lot of spears, because he had a lot of knights. Uh, I mostly trade most of those spears out for his knights. So pretty even trade there. I'm moving down into his base trying to, you know, let's get this done. I'm up on the plateau in Golden Heights, kind of moving down. I'm up in the north. He's in the south. Moving down. And he, this, is, this is the fight that, like, was just, it was so good, guys. I can't even, can't even express it. I don't know if any of you guys were there for that or not uh, in stream. But actually, I think Bill uh, was. Yeah, Bill was here. I saw it. Yep. I was like, I, I, I was not sure I was going to win this fight. I, I, I think I chose the right time to move in. I was definitely kind of getting the upper foot on this. My water eco had been undisturbed, was in a good spot, coming down, and he's got a huge mass of archers. I'm like a big mass of archers and spears. And I don't know if it was some spears or something else, uh, but had a big mass of just a big mass of units. Um, lots of crossbows, too, like like lots of crossbows and uh, I think I got one hit with a mangonel, but it didn't quite couldn't quite catch up. I think he had some knights that took it out, but I had just enough. My land snakes got in just in time, and I didn't think I was going to win this fight, but they just shredded, absolutely shredded this guy's army. And I had just been sleeping on land snakes for so long. 
And they were the right call, the right call there. They are the perfect unit for stuff like that. And I realized I had a game on Golden Heights against Malians. And I realized now that I should have gone Land Snakes as well at that point because they would have shredded their units too. But for weak units like that, mixing in some Land Snakes, I've, I've never seen it be that effective, but it can make a huge difference. And that's my extra sheep. So don't sleep on oh, those yeah. guys. Nice. Land Snakes. They're not a joke. Dude, Land Snakes. Yeah, I love especially the Especially if you're able snakes. to get them close they are weak to archers so yeah. don't don't mask them against yeah yeah no, no yeah i've learned that i'm learning that pick you uh yeah but if you are able to get them close like especially when your opponent's got crossbows and you've got men at arms lanch connects mm -hmm. uh getting those lanch connects in on the crossbows um because of the slower rate of fire is yeah. much more mm -hmm. doable and so so satisfying and that when was exactly what I did. Their line. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was it was a, it was some it was a good mix of like perfect macro and micro kind of and like perfect kind of like compositions coming together. I wasn't sure how it would come out, but it like I just I I surrounded them just right. Uh because they were tearing they were tearing through my men at arms, and I was getting a little worried. And I had some horsemen that were trying to help out too, and I had a mango that got hit by one of their knights. Uh but it, it just uh, the fight worked out. The land snakes, he just didn't account for him and wasn't realizing that i had him in there and at first it's like oh no not a good fight and then i realized my i remember it was like four land snakes i saw four of them in there that just kind of came in the left flank and i was like wait no i got land snakes in here we're good and that oh man that was the, the graph was insane it was like just dead like he went from like 60 units to like 10 it was it was nose insane dive. nose dive all righty that's my extra sheep so uh we'll just go down the list huh. i guess uh beal you want to give us your extra sheep yeah, uh, I know Beyond was talking about things that tilt him. Uh, <laughs> saw something that would have made him tilt uh, the Low Elo Legends tournament recently. <laughs> uh, there was a Roos versus English uh, matchup. Um, the Roos player went in pretty heavy on Feudal, uh, but the English player had the better micro and was able to wipe out uh, most of the Roos attacking army. So the Roos player, uh, and I think this was on... I think this was just on like dry Arabia um, was able to get like three villagers in the corner of the map near the English base and just built three barracks. And from the barracks, uh, once they got up to castle built men at arms and just went for like a Ram production facility, Ugh. literally right on the doorstep of the English base. If, and, uh, so the English pushes in, they're, they're pushing in to the Roost base to close the game out. And all of a sudden, Roost moves uh, between 10 to 15 rams into the English base. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> luckily, for the English player, he held. Uh, but it wow. was he was down to the last landmark with like half health on it. Uh, oh, it was the same play. It was so fun to watch. Like As an observer, seeing the barracks go up, Seeing the men at arms come out and the rams go down is such like a okay, I know something's gonna happen in seven minutes here. Like that's something <sighs> like, okay, there's this is gonna happen at some point. Um but yeah, that's it's rough. just the importance of scouting and especially as English, you just throw down some towers every mm -hmm. yeah, every now and then. Just get that vision on the map because you never know, like, even if that unrevealed spot is close to your base, 
you really never know what is lurking in there. Dude, I've, <laughs> I've been I've been burned by that so many times, so mm-hmm. many times. And I've I've started actually I I did a sneaky thing where I actually stole someone's resources in their side. Like I took a I was French, took a pocket eco against China, yeah. uh, way in the corner, just because I knew they were turtling and they wouldn't check it. So I, I've started being more bold with some of those moves. <laughs> yeah, if you can get away with it, I mean that's establish map control and then see how many different ways you can leverage that to your advantage, yeah. uh, especially if your opponent's not scouting actively. And I thought that, like, you never think about, like, that little dark spot on the map. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, I haven't scouted yet, but it's probably nothing going on over there. It's not, that dark spot on the map is your whole demise. Like, you don't even know. <laughs> you got, like, a keep and, like, a million villagers over there. I, I feel you're like so like, often I like, do that, where, like, I'll look at the end of the game, go, let's take a look at the map. I'll go, oh, my gosh, I totally missed it. There's a TC and, like, 80 villagers over here. Like, I could exactly. easily hit that up. It's so hurtful. You're scout, like, what? Scout, scout, And I'm so bad at it. I'm yeah, so scout bad is not at it, a joke. God, I keep scouting. Yeah. I went through that myself. Uh, I'm actually, before we go to Sir Neville's Beyond, do you have an extra sheep you'd like to share with us? Uh, Yeah, I'll do a quick one. Um, I was thinking about it before um, the show. Honestly, the biggest thing I could say is like a little nugget of advice or whatever is just to like lean into the community of whatever game that you're playing with. Um, I think Age of Empires has an incredible community, whether it be Rising Empires or just the the discords like you can always find people to play with there's tons of mini like communities of like nomad free-for-alls um content creators like it's the game is a lot of fun but i think a lot of communities are even more fun and make the game even more enjoyable even if you're not playing it as much you you have so much fun like interacting with the people so for anyone that's looking to like get more into like rts's stuff like that and i know they're hard to get into at the start Um, But they do have some incredible communities behind them and they're willing to help because they know how hard it is to to get in. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you're new or you're looking to get an age of empires and that's kind of or like any RTS and that's kind of like your your kind of barrier to entry, I would highly recommend just getting more involved in those communities because you'll find a lot of cool people in them and you also get the help and kind of like practice you might need to actually become more confident to do ladder stuff like that and it won't nearly seem as scary when there's people helping you out yeah i agree absolutely like would not be playing aoe4 if it wasn't for the low elo legends tournament series Mm -hmm. and once i heard about those and signed up for the community like that has kept me in this game um and that is why like everything that i've done community-wise as started from those low elo tournaments yeah no it really uh, has isn't it huh yep there was one day where i think Socrates, you were casting on your own stream and i was the only person who had added you that day so you just did like five of my games yeah um and that was a blast to watch all those get casted after the fact um and then i think maybe a month and a half of me playing tournaments i noticed jones casting as well and when I went to like check his channel, um, he had a link to the Griabara, and uh-huh. from there I joined up there. Yeah, was that when it was the Griabara? Was that when it was uh, called something else? Yeah, it was. It was oh yeah, it was, oh yeah, it was a little bit more What was the exact name spicy. of that again? What was that called? What was the exact name? Well, it was, it was like, called. Uh, we were a little amateur at the time, so it was called Buns of Empire. We that's weren't right. that good. I had a picture of, uh, of uh, oh, our dear yeah. friend Link from his, uh, his Link. Buns. Oh yeah, Link was uh, <laughs> a little uh, cheeked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. 
<laughs> the Grand Bar was just remember that day without it was just like okay guys. Uh, we need yeah, to right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're over are... like 150 <laughs> members at this point. I remember my yeah, wife being like, like, what the heck is that on my Discord? I'm like, I promise it's a community for the AOV. <laughs> yeah, people on Reddit were like, I was about to join, but I didn't know what this was. I like, yeah, I don't even trust it. It was pretty sus looking, wasn't it? Yeah, it was bad. I had to be a little bit like tighten up a little bit. It was getting a little, it was getting a little unprofessional. But yeah, That's we're good now. We made it. Uh, Sir Neville's, our oh. dear friend. Uh, Champion of oh, yeah. glutes. You want to uh, <laughs> give All us right. extra sheep? Listen, I always try to be a little outside. Of, try to give some maybe semi life advice while I'm doing this. Okay, listen, this has been this has been troubling. This is for sure AOE relative, but it's also life in general. Um, so I am a. Uh, I I really basically what I'm saying is we have to really explain to our loved ones how online gaming works, and I feel like we've done that. A lot. I feel like we've like. I feel like we're being. We've all been. We're experienced gamers, and I feel like people, like oh, everyone around us, um, has you know kind of got the gist of it. But I'm just gonna give a story, Lily. This is perfect, and this happened to me today. Um, love. I love her to death. My mother. Uh, so a lot of people don't understand when you're playing online video games. Uh, you can't pause it. You know, that's just something you just. We've been struggling to explain to them forever that online games you just can't pause. So, little quick backstory. Uh, we have a wedding coming up, and my mother does not believe that I'm going to be there on time. So she wants me to reserve a room in the city that the wedding's at. So she's calling. I need a card on file. So she's calling me in the middle of a TC push with the Mongols, wanting me to pull out my card to give her the information about the so she can put the room on file and i'm trying to explain to her i'm like mom okay one second i need a moment and she's like okay just pause it Sir Neville, like, you don't have the apm for that come on man <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i was i'm trying to explain to her i'm like mother i've been gaming in the basement like i don't live my mother anymore but <laughs> oh I, she, knows, she knows what she knows what the deal is now i've been gaming underneath her in the basement for years. And we I've been telling her, I'm like, mom, I can't pause the game. I'm trying to explain, especially Age of Empire. I cannot during a where like during a, a push on the TC where also I was playing the roost and I was being raided by their knights on my wood line. So I'm trying to attack them while I deal with the raid with the spearmen. And my mom is on speakerphone yelling me the whole time about me getting my debit card out to put down on a room. And I think we need to find some type of universal code as gamers, AOE players as a whole, as a signal that we're in some deep stuff right now and that we are nothing personal. We love you, but we're in the middle of a real combat situation. So I was thinking maybe <laughs> we could like do like a universal thing where we put like a hat on a door or something that they know it's going down in the room behind this door. Okay, something needs to be done universally so our loved ones know that we are not trying Chernobyl's to. A lot of a lot of moms across the world are going to start thinking their kids are doing something other than gaming in their bedrooms if you do that. <laughs> so we need to find something. Okay, literally, what I did, I would like maybe I like maybe like get like a a sign. You know those little cheesy Target signs that's like currently gaming hardcore in this room like i don't know what we could do but there's something going on live laugh, <laughs> right game. Live, laugh game yeah like something on the other end of the, because i realized that I, some people call me during 
an Age of Empire game. And they have to realize that every second counts. Every second. You can go from within 10 seconds. If I left, I had a game when I first started playing where I left for 10 seconds to go use the restroom. I came back and I lost 36 villagers. (laughs) And I was like, what? Like, maybe not 36 exactly, but it plummeted. Like, this game is very critical time-wise. So basically, my extra sheep is that what we're going to do as AOE Collective, whoever's listening to this, put a fitted cap or hat sombrero on the door. They might think something else is going on, but guess what? That'll make them most definitely not open that door. I gotta be out the box. You already know. Listen, I gotta be out the box. <laughs> Put a sombrero on the door. They won't open the door. A sombrero they won't open on the, the door. door. And they know you don't have one. Is going get one. <laughs> you don't get one. You don't have one. Get a sombrero. Put it on the door. They're not opening that door up. Don't worry. You can go have all the Asian parks fun you want the whole day. No, undisturbed. Won't even get a knock. Won't even get a knock. Especially oh, for uh, you young lads out there who still live with your parents. You still live with your parents? Put a sombrero on the door. You're good. This is no totally one's coming not in there. Work. This is totally <laughs> not going to work. <laughs> They don't know. They don't know what's going on there, and they don't want to know. But oh, guess what? I have been called mid-game by my parents, both of my parents, oh, at different times. So actually, many times. Like, ah, I'm just not going to answer that right now. <laughs> and like, and like, and then like, you try to answer. You want to be a kind son. You're like, I'm gonna answer. And then they're like, I'm like hey, ten uh, points from plat, man. I got, I gotta win this one. Exactly. These are critical <laughs> stuff. Here. This can change your whole life. This right here, like, I mean, you can't make it to Heidelberg being on the phone. It's not happening. It's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) It's not happening. So, yeah. Uh, Extra sheep, put a sombrero on that door. Put a sombrero on your door. On your door. (laughs) Put a sombrero on on top of your favorite door. What's up, Bill? I mean, I just reach out and say, you know, (laughs) I'm doing my normal weekly tournament thing. Uh, Don't call me unless it's an emergency. You know what, Bill? I I I play AOE with the phone in the other room. Yeah, I, I don't even know if they're calling. There you go. That's that's beautiful. Like, oh. <laughs> you don't even know. Hey, yeah. whatever. Out of sight, out of mind. That's also great advice. You know, just if there's like somebody got a car on top of them, you'll figure it out after this tournament. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. It wasn't that bad. Exactly. Clearly, you're good. Clearly, yeah, somebody you came there. You called. You had. You can reach your phone. So you're good. Next week's topic's gonna be uh, our what makes our significant others tilt and why is it AOE four? Um, oh man, you just put them all. Yeah, put them all on the mic. There you go. It'll be a liar. Oh, already Their guys. Their podcast to go longer than ours. Well, speaking of loved ones wanting us, my wife is texting me saying we've gone over our time as well. So I think oh, we yeah. have to end the episode. I am, I am, I've got the cane, that circle cane coming out, you know, ready to take me away off the stage. Um, oh, yeah, most definitely. Most big definitely. shout out to uh, Beyond AoE again for joining us today on this very long, one of our longer episodes, actually. Uh, thanks for coming no, thank in. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, stuck been, with it. It's been our pleasure. He stayed, stayed for the whole yeah. episode. You know, we don't expect that of our guests, but he stayed for the yeah. whole episode, gave some great insights. That's what it's all about, right? Oh yeah. Uh, I'm out of yeah. Feel free to add us on the uh, the Discord, everyone, uh, to see what your if you want to send us your favorite. If we didn't mention one of the things that you really tilt on, like more so than anything else, uh, if you think we missed a thing, definitely let us know. We'll give you a shout out next episode as well. Till then, uh, I think we'll sign off here. Have a good rest of your guys' day. Have a good rest of your summer break too. I know that back to school is coming back for you youngins, and the rest oh, of us yeah. are still at work. Uh, work just as work so enjoy your summer break if you have it yep it was a great time 
Great to yeah. be here. See y'all later. Today's episode has been brought to you by the letter S. That means stop. Press S on your keyboard to stop your units. 